1: Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com.
2: Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? (laughs) I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. (laughs) Mrs. Buff, if you want, I can mail you the Bub Timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? (laughs) (laughs) No, I have not had it in the can.
3: Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard.
2: No.
0: Yes, it is, the session, and we are back here on a Monday, back in the studio, talking about beer. It's hard to get a better life than
4: this, you know what I mean? Is it? I think so. Oh. Other than having to be at a certain place at a certain time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's easy money, Tasty. Oh, just talk about yeah. beer. Sure,
0: yeah. Yeah. Why not, man? And we're pretty good at it, too. That's not, yeah, Let's know. not sell wow. ourselves short. Okay. It's, positive it's, Monday here yeah, on the brewing network. That's yeah. right, Bob. Positive
4: Mondays. Part the motivational speakers.
0: Yeah. Motivational Mondays. <laughs> yeah, Hashtag. Fired up. <laughs> I think it will be great. I think we're going to do awesome. Oh. And uh, you know, I think people will love us. Well, that's a high bar to <laughs> be setting this early in the show. Uh, yeah. The intro music's not even done. No, it's not. All right. And that's the show, everybody. Hey! Have a good week. just kidding. Anyway, uh, this is the session, and we have a a pretty awesome show for you, but uh, before we get into all those details, I want to thank More Beer, our fine sponsor. You can go to morebeer.com and get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home. Yes. Do it. Uh, I went there. I was there. uh, When the fuck was I there? Friday. I was there Friday to get bottling stuff for my NHC entries, my dominating... NHC entry. Your re entry into the world of homebrewing. That's right. I retired. Yes. Um, a retired uh, not champion, retired loser. Loser. Okay. I think okay. I've entered the NHC like five times, and I've made it past the second round. To no, not past the second round, Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah, into the second, right? yeah, into the yeah. second round, past so, the first round, got all meta on us like uh, twice. That's good, that's hey, good. average. it's yeah. not bad, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I did it every time,
5: but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, two out of five. We not can't bad.
1: all be really
0: good at things, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Then yeah. it wouldn't be well, Then well, we can't all have eight to. entries either. There's always this year, right? right. There's yeah. always this year, yeah. so I got two entries, I brought nice. them.
4: Oh. Um and, um and you've got the balls to have us taste them. I do because right. I'm actually pretty proud of it. Oh, and I'll tell you what. No, I have that's pressure. on me mean, yeah, Right? <laughs> you do like it now. You have to enjoy it. Of balls, because be it's positive so
0: That's right. Yeah, you have to give me. Uh, it's it's, we'll, we'll go back to the compliment <laughs> sandwich format. <laughs> yeah, that's, great. that's great. And I think it'll I'll be amazing. Um, so I, I my problem is though in bottling, oh. because I, I, I have like a really old counter pressure filler From yeah. more beer. Yeah. Um, but I don't have, like, I didn't trust it cause it literally hasn't been cleaned in like eight years. And you weren't going to do that this weekend. And I wasn't going to no because I don't know if I could put it back together. Ah, uh, it's yeah. like one of the older ones. They yeah. since right. streamlined. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They
5: used to have, have three or four extra valves extra. on there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like half of it was brass.
0: Oh yeah. So this is like the brass version. Okay. Yeah. Um, So I went and bought a bottle filler. I'm like, I could Mm -hmm. just wedge it in the faucet. It's fine. It's not fine. It doesn't fit. So I... (laughs) The faucet of what? My kegerator, my tap. Oh, so you were going from a keg through a
5: tap.
1: Yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's not the best. (laughs) No,
1: it's going to be amazing.
0: Don't worry about it. So I went and um, I had it carbonate like 20 PSI for like two days. That's a little higher than... It's a little higher than a lot. It's like I normally carbonate like 10. (laughs) Okay. But for only two days and then you lower it down?
4: Yeah. It might okay. I mean if it tastes
5: fine. Hey, so what are you
4: gonna do? Yeah. So how did it taste uh, yeah. off the tap? It tasted fine.
0: it, it taste yeah. a little yes. over carbonated? Um That's a really good question. Did it taste
4: over carbonated? No it's a taste, they say texture. It, it, that's how I yeah. That's how I carbonate my beers. I pour off a slow pour. And then just put it in my yeah. mouth and see what it does. Yeah. You
5: know? If he's not shaking it and it's just sitting, at I did 20, shake it a couple times. Well, but yeah, only a couple times right at the beginning, and then just let yeah. it sit. Yeah. You're probably not little... you're not running the risk of significantly overcarbonating in just two days. Yeah, at 20 psi.
4: But it, if it's at 10 psi and you put it at 20 for two, day, for two days, mm-hmm. and you've got and it's a fairly full cake, I guess you it was, could be, you could be up to like 16 or so uh, in two days.
0: I guess it was technically yeah. three days because I did it Sunday night. Oh, it's, it's like def- kegged Friday morning. It's definitely
4: ruined. Shit. Yep. Well, no, if it didn't taste overcarbonated, right. no, no, I yeah, don't th- taste. It. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's so overcarbonated. Then fine. It's
0: fine. And the, the, the... And how did it go into the bottle? Well, it... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it so foam through out of or... the spout, it foamed a fuck to ton. Th- yeah. yeah, so yeah. like, I, so I couldn't get the bottle filler into the the faucet. Weird. Which right, I, I thought for. for
4: sure it would fit. I don't know why
0: <laughs> in in what plane
4: of reality. a filler that connects to your. I was existing. It's
5: it's a filler. A filler that you're supposed to slide a piece of vinyl tubing onto. He just Perhaps. shoved
0: in the tap. Oh, I tried. Yeah, it gets better. So, <laughs> in order to make a seal, um, oh in order to make a seal, I put, I, I took some Teflon tape. <laughs> yeah, okay. From my toolbox. All right. All right. And I gave that fucker about forty turns on the on the thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wiggled it around in the sanitizer, Give it some girth, and shoved its ass up there, mm-hmm. and it worked. A little. Well, the first time it didn't. The first time I, I, I pu- pulled the tap and it just
4: <laughs> shot off and the beer <laughs> kind of exploded okay. everywhere. Yeah. Well, oh, that's I, good. That means you had a good seal. I was worried about, yes. like, if it wasn't tight.
0: Oh, that's you'd true. You pulling
4: oxygen in as you. Oh, feel. fuck. I didn't think about that. Well, oh, you tested it by uh, yeah. blowing that thing off. Yeah.
0: I did. And then I dropped the CO2 down to, like, four or right. five, oh, yeah. yes. bled it a little bit, yep. Yep. Um, and then and then ran it through. So it, it foamed quite a bit, right. but I had a bowl underneath to catch it, sure. and then after I was done filling it, I poured it into a pint glass and drank it. <laughs> Fine. Oh, I think you were going to pour <laughs> that bucket full into the bottle. No, no, and no, then, no, no, then no. Then I'm not so
4: that you, stupid. Okay. So you capped on foam. So I capped on foam. as you were foam. filling it, Mostly it, was, foam. It, was, it, was, it was just basically into the shoulders of the bottle maybe? And then you let it kind of rise up to the proper level, then you stop
6: filling?
0: Yeah. That's fine. I think it's, yeah. I, I did, I capped on foam, and a yeah. couple times I put the cap on, I had to hold it because it was like...
6: Oh, was still trying to get yeah. out of there. Yeah, so... And,
0: and if anything, a little
5: overcarbonation would help in that situation, yeah. because you bottling that way, you lose a bit.
0: So yeah. it's probably going to be a little less carbonated. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, that. I, I, I knew that, that what I was doing wasn't the most amazing way to bottle... Mm-hmm. Um, but did it, I didn't did want to like
4: any extra ones. I did. So the, this is so some. You of need them. That when you I bottled your an entire
0: kit. Yeah, right. right. You entered well, when you get under,
4: your score sheets back.
0: You entered under doughs, right? Under dough. Yes. yes. Well, it's Club of the Year for sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, the Brewing Network yes. or our Brewing Network. Come with a. Uh, oh, is that what it is? Yeah, come oh. with a. Uh, but yes, when I get my score sheets back, I'm going to sit and try to taste it, and it won't, I know it won't be the same beer, but it'll be relatively close, yeah. and I can, and it'll help me a little bit. Um, but I bottled a case; I bottled half a case oh, of right. the oatmeal mm-hmm. stout, mm-hmm. half a case of the the, uh, the yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we'll see so what
4: happens. So we have get it. to I, have one tonight. That's
5: yeah, right. yeah. I, I always bottle a couple extra and at least taste it on judging day. Mm. Yeah. So that way. You, Theoretically, you might get a a somewhat representative example of what they're tasting.
0: Yeah, and that's what I I don't know when judging day is, but that's what I'm planning on doing. I I shipped them off today. Um, Warren was going to let me use his beer gun. Um, but uh, I was like, I yeah. kind of want to bottle these, like, right now because I need to ship them tomorrow. <laughs> so. And I oh. didn't want to learn how to use a new thing, even though I kind of invented my own oh. thing that sucked. The beer gun um, is so easy. Well, easier than what I'd, I did. Yes. I was cussing. I was calling myself all kinds of names. And yeah. t- I, every time I was yelling, you could hear the TV in the living room turn up a couple notches louder. <laughs> Terence was just like, I'm just going to turn this up and not worry about it. All the cats left the garage. Oh, they were pissed. Yeah. Everyone was pissed. I was pissed. I was dragging beer everywhere. Mm. Uh, it was. It was. Yeah. It was a nightmare, dude. So when are you going to homebrew next? But I, tomorrow, okay. I felt like a homebrewer again, which is kind of nice because normally yeah. I just, <laughs> I, I just keg it and then there you go. But I, I mean, somewhere not a homebrewer again. That's kind of not really what i meant but you know there's there's some well, level of like homebrewing that that most of us cake people don't really experience which right. is bottling oh yeah anymore right so
4: it's the number one reason to stop homebrewing <clears throat> it <Yeah>. really is <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I, you know i wonder if you surveyed people who exited no, the homebrewing like, industry yeah yeah so um i don't know it felt uh, it felt good to spray beer everywhere yeah. uh, again well, and now that you're moving is
5: you're just not going to clean the garage not just gonna move houses? It. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to light the thing on fire. So you're going to brew a
0: ton of beer between now and when you move. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then we were looking at the house, uh, or like the model today, or yesterday, and uh, the gal's like, oh, so if you have an old fridge, I'm like, yeah, I got, I, got, <laughs> I have two, as yeah. a matter of fact. She's like, you're going to want a dedicated circuit because the housing building codes are so sensitive now that, like, if you have a like, right. 20-year-old fridge, once it kicks on, it will trip all the breakers. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, really? It's to save the environment. It's Right. Yeah. So you use less electricity. Meanwhile, I get soaked for six hundred dollars. Right. Well, you're not supposed to think about that. Yeah. But I think uh, I I can put them all in one outlet, right?
5: Yeah. It's two. It's just two. And just hope they never turn on at the same time. No. That's when they'll shut off. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So. Wait a minute. New houses.
4: Might be a way to do that.
5: Yeah. Extension cord and run it to another circuit.
4: Yeah. Well, like, all the outlets
0: in the garage are on the same circuit or something like that. Right. Yeah, so the, the key would be to get that to change. Yeah. And have two. And you can't. would be fine. Well, that's what I mean. Like, the, you can do it, but you have to pay for it. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. $570. Yeah. And I don't want to do that.
5: Well, that or you maybe will have trip breakers and warm beer
0: every now and then. Uh Whatever. <laughs>
5: whatever, Warren. Hey,
0: it's your life. <laughs> yeah, it is my life. And your garage. Thank you for asking. Uh, let's do some feedback here. Feedback today is brought to you by the Beer Law Center, our good friend John at the Beer Law Center, uh, working hard for you to make sure that nobody rips you off. Um, you know, Because, uh, look, getting ripped off is not fun. It's not fun. It's not funny. And it's not fun. Unless you're doing the ripping. Unless you're doing the ripping. And then you don't want to go up against John from the Beer Law Center. No. I'll tell you that mm. right now uh this is from sent from my iphone he says hey guys i love the show even though i'm an east coaster and like east coast ipas he says to each his own anyway my wife and i are heading to california for a vacation and i was wondering what breweries you would recommend we try we will be we will be in irvine san diego area thanks in advance and keep up the great work
4: well we don't have an east coast brewery so he's sol yeah so he's right. fucked dude yeah the beer's clear here let's go back <laughs> sort of. Ish. Well, yeah, it did say go. New England style. It is East Coast style. East Coast. Oh. That's true. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, I mean,
6: um, all right.
0: Um, I know there's a couple places in Irvine, uh, or at least in that area. I forget the names. San Diego, of course, Society. Bagby Beer is kind of in that area, too. Oceanside, I think, right? Yeah. But I don't know where Irvine is, so. It's uh, just south of uh, Anaheim.
5: Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, it's like 10 minutes yeah. south of like, Orange and Anaheim. Or is stuff,
5: that close so. to torrents and where um monkish is i
0: don't know i, don't I know
4: really chapman craft is, is, the, is, is there? there okay okay In the orange.
0: uh san diego has like eight million breweries i think you're going to be fine i yeah. think throw a rock um, in San Diego, okay. and you'll hit it. I don't know that much of the, of the Southern California beer scene.
6: I think yeah. the Brew Guru app would probably help. The oh, Brew right. Guru yes. app. Bev, wow, wow,
0: look at you. Yeah. I think Ballast Point's down there, right? I think, well, no, they're in Mexico. Oh, okay. Oh, farther south. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, the Stone. Brew Guru, hey, sent for my iPhone, Beverly just brought up the Brew, the Brew Guru app. It's free from the American Home Brewers Association. It delivers sage brewing knowledge and money-saving deals at breweries. Um, so basically, you download this app, and it will give you not only articles from Zymergy, but it'll let you know what breweries are around you, dude, and if they offer a discount or not. So you can use your AHA discount. So check them out. Uh, download the free Brew Guru app sent from my iPhone. And... Um, have a good time. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. I don't know. But definitely go to society. Hit those guys up because um, they're really ugly. Actually, there's a cool place to eat in San Diego called um, Sausage and Meat, I oh, think yeah. is what it's called. Is that what it was
5: called? Yeah. That place was
0: awesome. It was really good. It has a great beer selection and yeah. tons of weird sausage, and their food was delicious. Yeah. We went and even
5: twice. a well, uh, spirit selection, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They had a good it was cocktail really good. menu, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you find a place that serves meat, and liquor. <laughs> yeah.
0: Go to that place. Well, and also if they differentiate between sausage and meat. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to love that. Uh, this is from uh, Jason in Gilroy. He says, hey, fuckwads. I just wanted to say that Julian's interview was one of the best in the history of the BN. Shades of Peter from Alesmith back in 2006. Um, I don't even remember 2006. So got good on you, dude. I feel like Shades of Peter should be a beer from Alesmith. I think it should be. Uh, Fifty Shades of Peter. Uh, He holds back nothing, and he comes off much better than those who keep secrets. In your pre-interviews, you should emphasize how important and meaningful the sharing of knowledge is. Any brewer who withholds ingredients or techniques for fear of losing a competitive edge or market share is a fucking idiot, and they look silly for it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also try to remember to ask for a recipe that homebrewers can use. In your early years, you were much better about this. Yeah, you're right. I don't know what to say. I think it's just I don't know. We used to do it a lot and then and then we kind of either forgot or got shut down or both. And then it was kind of hard because the brewer doesn't have their logs with them and they're not prepared or uh, it's from memory and it just is kind of weird. So um but I think you're the first person that I know about who's asked to bring it back. So maybe we'll do that. Yeah maybe that won't. would take some uh planning ahead of time <laughs> that really would uh thank you for all you do i just signed up to be a recurring donor to avoid just getting just giving a verbal tip oh i get it like a compliment is a verbal tip oh right. well thank you i'm not down with the, the gilroy lingo jason but i appreciate it man thank you for the nice words um, um the last one is from Matt. he says hi jp tasty bevo maybe doc oh and i guess beardy I got a new fancy conical fermenter and I was just wondering about if and when I should dump the Troube. I figure it's a feature of the thingy I spent a lot of money on, so I might as well give it a try. What do you suggest? Does it even matter? Yes,
5: but it depends. It depends on what style of beer you're brewing to me. Mm-hmm. i gotten to... I'm new to a, a small homebrew conical relatively, and so I was trying it very frequently, and In in ales and stuff like that, if you're not doing a ton of hops, I don't think it's necessarily that important to do. Okay. I would say if you're doing something that has a lot of, like if you're going to do a lot of dry hopping or even a lot of hops in the kettle and some of that makes it through, it'd be worth doing um, after primary fermentation is done. And then if you're doing something where you're lagering or there's long-term storage. Yeah. Dumping off periodically. During the the storage phase is worthwhile just to prevent autolysis and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but you're not going to get a ton. It's, it's real easy to punch through the bottom with an inch and a half valve um, on it at, with a ten gallon mm-hmm.
0: amount of yeast sitting in the bottom. What do you mean punch through the bottom?
5: Like if if you just open that valve too quickly, yeah, you'll just. Knock out the slug that's sitting right above oh, the valve and right. leave what's kind of piled up at the edges of the cone. So okay, you want to so do it gradually. Yeah, crack it very slowly and right. just kind of keep an eye on the consistency of what's coming out. What
0: do you do dumping your troop, Tacey?
4: Same thing? Well, I, I, treat it I slowly? do a unit tank. Well, what I typically do, and uh, it's probably uh, it's become part of my process, actually, too. Uh, I don't pitch till the next day. Yeah. So the uh, the tube that would come from the, anything that would come from the kettle uh, is already settled in the bottom. So before I pitch my yeast, mm-hmm. I dump all that. Okay. And of course, that is kind of a loose, uh, not very well formed. But you just kind of go by color. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And, and then uh, I make I make like an extra half a gallon or maybe even a gallon more of wort just for that drop.
0: Okay. And so I don't you, feel, you I don't feel like
4: it. oh man I'm going to you know I take a gallon jug down there and hook it up to the bottom of uh, of my conical and uh, just you know. Let it go I'm care okay. home if I do extra or not yeah because my pitch is really made for the for the net uh, work that's there right, after, right but right. after that the only time I'll, I'll drop a uh, tube is when uh, I go to uh, dry hop I'll drop dead yeast and stuff like that
6: okay uh, but, yeah.
4: All right. sounds good yeah you know, I really of course on loggers I have to you know, definitely have to wait overnight before I pitch because it's not because I pitch cold yeah and that's when I really like the idea of doing it the most because it and they actually can say it's cold overnight. It's like 50, 50 degrees in the morning. Uh, it is sort of more compact and more of it there. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to get that out of a logger because the logger you know, has typically fewer places for the effects of crude to hide. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We need some in there for the yeast health, but that you can. Yeah. You're probably fine. Just what sticks on the sides uh, would be plenty for that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I do the same thing. I've just, I, you know, pretty much i I would, when I use the conical, I would dump. Before I kegged, yeah. I'd pull some out, uh, you know, cold crash it. And sure. then, um, you know, after it stopped fermenting, I would drop some of that out too. But maybe I did it too soon because I just like fucking with shit. You know what I mean? I, just, I like watching the, the Play-Doh kind of ooze out of the hole kind of thing. You know what I mean? And sure. it just it felt
4: cool. I felt like a brewer. Oh, it's hard to do it too soon. Once your yeast yeah. is active fermentation, you have enough yeast in suspension to, to do the beer. You don't need anything that is on the bottom waiting to come in. Yeah. You can drop all that early on if
0: you want. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds great. I hope that helped, uh, whatever your name was. I appreciate that. <laughs> your email is very important to us. Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, today on the show, we have Mike from Full Circle Brewing up in Fresno, um, and he brought three beers. Uh, he brought some growlers for us to try, so we're going we're gonna to get in with Mike here in a little bit. We do have a Twitter game. Oh, okay. Warren sending me a note, but then I had to explain the pause. So now I'm just saying that you sent me in It would have been so much better. It would have been better. It definitely would have been better. But that was my but now fault. now it's fine. Warren, Why are you calling me? I didn't. You're calling me right now. Oh.
5: Hello. A- hey, oh. Jason. Yeah. Uh, let's do the Twitter game after the break. Who is this? This is Warren. <laughs> Warren, I'm on the fucking radio. Warren, what do you oh, want? Oh, you're doing a show right
0: now? Yeah. Oh. Oh, sorry. I'll uh, talk to you later. God damn. Wow. Oh, I'm actually really getting a phone call now. Whatever. That was a real phone call, apparently. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I was like, what's happening right now? Uh, okay, I'll tell you what. We're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to be here with Mike from Full Circle Brewing Company. It's this session. Hang out. Grab a beer. We'll be right back.
2: Listening to the Brewcasters Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs T-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the Yeast Man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at slash Customer Club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since nineteen ninety-five. <sighs>
1: Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. This is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to the
2: session on the Brewing Network.
5: All right,
0: thanks for hanging out, everybody. I wonder if this uh, this music comes with free razor blades. Yes, nothing Cut but good music here <laughs> on Positive Monday. So <laughs> I'm positive that. Yeah. Uh, This is uh, some emo, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, But I do want to tell you guys about Great Fermentation. They're doing a giveaway. They're giving away free homebrew ingredients for 15 years. I repeat, for 15 years, and a Blickman Brew Easy all-grain brewing system. Just go to com slash giveaway and enter for your chance to win. It's a huge prize over a $10,000 retail value. Compliments of Great Fermentation. Uh, The grand prize announcement will be on Saturday, June 17th. Also, and also is in all caps, Warren. I want to let you know that. Oh, wow. All caps. So it's very, very important. And then? Or or the kids say, it's V-important. Oh, is that what the kids say? They don't even say "very" anymore. It's "v," "vi," "v" important. Don't say that. Vi, <laughs> Beverly. Shut what do up. you know about kids? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, also, they're doing a uh, they're doing random giveaways every two weeks leading up to the close of the competition. Items include conical fermenters, temperature controllers, the new Blickman Riptide brewing pump and more. As always, you'll get top-notch customer service, same-day shipping on many items. com slash giveaway. Also, be sure to like them on Facebook at GR8Fermentation. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter as well. Greatfermentations.com. Speaking of the riptide, you should have uh, gotten John Bliffman to send you one of those Dude, things. Dude,
5: I know. And carbonate in a loop right there. Is that what it does? I think that's what it does, right? You don't know it's a, by oh.
4: riptide. That's a,
5: oh, is Oh, that might not be no, what I'm I thinking think of.
4: of. That, I think the product you're thinking about has a name that sort of indicates that. Oh, okay. Warren, this sounds like a real Well,
5: pump. whatever what I'm thinking of is called, you should get that. Mike, have Blinkman. you done any
4: radio before? Because I'm looking
0: for a replacement <laughs> for Warren, if
5: that's
3: yeah. all right. I've done a couple of podcasts.
6: <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, you're all, uh, before we get replaced. to Mike, let's go for the Twitter yeah. game, Warren. So uh, I've got that figured out. Hold on a second. The Twitter game is brought to you today by our good people at the Wine and Hop Shop. Go to the com. Get some stuff. All right. All right.
5: So since um, now that the brew pub's been open for six months or so, I've been spending an unusual amount of time on the review, various review platforms, like Untapped and Yelp. Yeah. I've been seeing... Why
4: would you do that? Well,
5: really, I've come to find that it's a very good source of entertainment i've been laughing i've gotten a lot of well, laughs you can laugh oh great. yeah oh yeah i totally do not take it seriously i you l- running
4: into brewers crying and i go like what are you taking oh, this for seriously no, <laughs> for yeah
5: no it Throw just up. makes it makes me laugh are you lolling?
0: anything yes actually really yeah like straight up like not laughing out loud but lolling, which lulling, is very different
5: well what like r-o-l-f ruffle yeah. Ruffling? Yeah. are you ruffling i haven't raffled, mm-hmm. but i've lulled you don't um, you don't strike me as a raffler. No, especially from the bar stool that I typically sit in. I'm not going <laughs> to fall on the ground this that That's a long drop. Just, That's a long drop.
0: Just to make a point of yeah. how funny something is? Yeah.
5: <laughs> oh, this is so stupid. I'm yeah. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Um, I was wondering if the Brewing Network happened to be on Yelp. What would some of our uh, top review highlights be oh jeez like that 's a good one what would, the Yelp,
0: what would a Yelp review be of the Brewing network yeah of of not the bar but the actual no, radio us. station yes, yeah. the podcast yeah, yeah the station here that's a good that 's a what good one a because be? we have like iTunes reviews. But oh, we do? Yeah, but those oh. are very different. I feel like the people who review shit on iTunes are very different people than review shit on Yelp. They're less petty. Okay. I feel. I feel on, like on y- iTunes it's less petty. Yeah. Okay. I feel like people on Yelp are um I don't know, amateur food critics. Right. Even amateur
5: spellers, some of them. <laughs> um Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, I'm
0: curious to see what what we would get on Yelp. What we get on Yelp. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We'll yeah. find out. We'll we be Zagat-rated. Nobody <laughs> right. knows. Uh, okay, I'm sitting here with Mike Sumaya, right? That's I got right. that got right. It, yeah. Okay. Head brewer at Full Circle Brewing in Fresno. Thanks for coming out, man.
3: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we appreciate you uh, coming out. Fresno's kind of a... It's, it's not close. It's not yeah. real far, but it's a haul, right? It's a couple close hours enough to yeah.
3: make it back tonight and still get to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you're... They're not going to give you, like, a couple hours extra, like, hey, you're out promoting... It's, it's a long journey you might have to stay overnight or whatever
3: yeah no the the, the yeast don't take vacations <laughs>
0: so.
5: yeah. hear that marshall we have a guest from fresno
0: right yeah, yeah mr Mar- brew philosophy. yeah that guy whatever so how long have you been at this gig man
3: uh full circle we uh basically the new owners and, and i'm kind of part of the the new uh lineup at full circle we basically take over uh Late July, early August. Oh, okay. Um, before that, the, the previous brewer or owners had owned it since uh, 2000. That's when it came out. And so okay. that's really the uh, the oldest running still of the same name brewery in town.
0: I was going to ask, yeah, did you guys change the name? But you kept the name. It had a yeah, good no, enough we, brand and you're all right.
3: Yeah, we kept the name, uh, but we did change the logo up uh, absolutely completely from start to finish uh, because we did want to kind of blend the new and the old. And mm-hmm. the logo kind of does that. Um, it brings the, the the new ideas to the table, but we still want to maintain the presence that Full Circle has had for the past sixteen years. Okay. Uh, in downtown Fresno,
0: how did everybody uh respond to that? Did you get some kind of weird, some weird looks, or were people embracing the new the new changes you guys were making?
3: Oh, overwhelmingly positive. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Everybody was so excited because the place has kind of flown under the radar for, mm-hmm. for a long while, and it was kind of just a a good old boys kind of hangout. Like the the people that yeah. hung out there, they knew about it, but. The, the large part of fresno had no idea it even existed really uh and so to, to kind of take all of that and all the history that they've had for for all the regulars there there still are regulars now they they're still coming in oh great getting their mugs filled you know pretty much every day and
0: yeah i feel like that's a good that's a good that, that's a mark of like you're you're hitting home with the community is if the regulars are still coming in and and they're loving it even more uh, it's really cool
3: yeah, definitely. It's it's cool to have those guys, and then also see oh, just so many new faces and so many people that tell us that they had no idea that the place even existed, or that <laughs> yeah. they had been in there a few a few years ago, and they were like, yeah, it was all right, but now that there's new owners and you know new brews and everything coming out, that's completely changed what they had before. Yeah, uh, we're getting just all kinds of positive uh, feedback from the community, which is just great. I mean, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we can't ask for anything more to to have so much support from the people and have so many other breweries that are popping up at the same time in the same area and be part of that, like kind of leading the charge uh, and making downtown Fresno a place for craft beer, kind of kind of a craft beer destination. Yeah. Are you getting a lot of uh, breweries opening up in Fresno now? Yeah. I mean, there's Tioga Sequoia has been there since, I'm, I believe, 2011. Okay. Um, I said Full Circle has been there since 2000, but kind of flown flying under the radar. And now yeah. we're making it more public. Um, there's a uh, House of Pendragon out of Sanger. Mm-hmm. They're opening a, another spot down there in downtown, just right around the corner from Tioga. Okay. Um, there's Border Hot Brewing that's going across the street from Tioga. There's 411 Broadway, which is kind of down the street and across the street from Tioga. Jeez. And, and we're we're a quarter mile away from Tioga, so okay, we're not that far away. And and um, there's a friend of mine, Stephen Zach, he's a home brewer that's looking to start his own place. He's looking at downtown. There's a whole lot of momentum wow. behind downtown to really make it a, like I said, a craft beer destination where before there was Tioga and Full Circle. And Full Circle was kind of not really anything worth hanging to. out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so to go from two breweries downtown to almost half a dozen and really just a, a, the next year, a lot of these guys are planning on opening up. It's, it's really there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of momentum behind downtown.
0: How big uh, is the downtown area? Uh, in, in what way? Uh, like, kind of, like, block, how like many blocks long, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like, I'm trying to figure out the radius that you guys are all fitting into.
3: Uh, uh, they're all, all the breweries are going into a, a walking distance kind of area. Um, okay, like within a mile. Of okay, just kind of radius, I guess. That's really cool. I, yeah. I,
0: that's, I like, I like hearing that for some reason. I yeah. don't know why.
3: And downtown Fresno has you Been, been kind of. Struggling to find its place to, there's been a lot of people behind revitalizing downtown Fresno because it's really kind of lagged behind a lot of other big cities in Fresno, and you know we're the fifth largest city in California, and to not have a thriving downtown to to a lot of people has really been the missing part of the puzzle. Right, and to have something like craft beer to be able to kind of spark this whole revitalization of downtown, and like I said, to be on the cutting edge of that and be supportive of all the other uh, breweries that are coming out because t- places like tioga and, and pandragon have been supportive of other breweries and it's great to follow in that and follow in their footsteps and yeah kind of be part of that uh rising tide that's lifting all the boats because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to, to, to all of us downtown the more breweries that are there it's the, the better
6: yeah,
0: it
3: gives so much more reason for people to stop stop in and and do a, a a beer a pub crawl. Are you sure that that I mean? Because I don't know. I, if it were me, I would be insanely
0: jealous of everybody moving in, and I would try to like throw pig's blood down their fucking fermenters or something like that. Like I would want I would put a hex on them. I wouldn't I wouldn't want them in my in my playground. But I'm not a very good sharer, so I'm an only child. So but I'm amazed that you said Fresno is the fifth biggest city in. California,
3: yeah.
5: I would not have guessed that, well, I wouldn't even put it in the top ten. Yeah, the, I don't know much about Fresno, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: It's kind of flyover but, country so as far as California goes. <laughs> it's if it's the fifth dry. biggest, yeah.
5: they could probably afford to have a few more than six breweries. Yeah,
0: and I right, like and look that, that they're, San Diego. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like <laughs> Way that, they're, too many. that they're that they're that they're walking distance air. I mean, you guys yeah. are going to have some great beer tourism. I mean, it sounds like you you probably already do, but that's only going to grow and grow.
3: Yeah, that's that's the main thing is is yeah. getting that beer tourism going because that's just only going to help downtown. Well, yeah, Get even better.
0: And I saw on, uh, I think it was <laughs> Mitch Steele's Facebook page or whatever. I don't know. There was a conversation about like millennials. Yeah, I name dropped. So what? <laughs> yeah. um, I read said said liked my beer his Facebook page also.
3: <laughs> I've dropped that name a few times. Yeah. Oh, he said sure. he liked <laughs> my beer. Nice.
0: About like (laughs) well, he's a big fat liar. Um, He says he likes this radio station too, so I know he's lying. Um, uh, We were talking about um, um, like target millennials and and how uh, targeting millennials for breweries is kind of different than it used to be for like uh, baby boomers or Gen X or whatever, because millennials are kind of. They're not brand specific anymore. They're kind of they kind of embrace a few brands at a time, mm-hmm. and so you get that kind of you know they jump between three or four brands. Where I think in the nineties or two thousands maybe Tasty when you know, uh,
4: well there, there like, are not that many options. That now there's so many options you're almost forced to. Yeah, and so you right right and, and like, every week there's a brand new brewery that you want to love, so you can't yeah. you know. So you and I
0: think it was easier so it in in the early two thousands, late nineties yeah. to target people and, know, oh, that's my brand. Yeah. But it's now you don't. Was Sierra or Stone or something? Nobody like that. says that anymore. Nobody yeah. says it. They go, oh, I love field work and I love Gilman and I love, uh, you know, Sierra Nevada and I love the. And you don't have one yeah. person. So I, I think places like that, like a beer destination, friggin' bullseye. Yeah. Well, you can try the two guys great.
4: and you can go out to Tog at the same time, and
0: it's okay. Yeah. You're not cheating on anybody. Yeah. I mean, maybe you are. I don't know. How did you get, how did you get this gig? Well, you were a home brewer first, right?
3: Yeah, so I started off home brewing and doing that for really not too long and just finally just had a, a knack for it. I've always been pretty good at science and chemistry and all that stuff. And I suck at it. That's basically what beer is. is as I tell people, it's organic biochemistry. And
0: yeah. See, so, I'm already lost. I don't even know what that
3: means. Yeah, it's too much. Big <laughs> <guilt. laughs> <They laughs> word. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't I, do it. I say um, it's
5: contrude, controlled food spoilage. Because you're adding fungus to yeah. so sugary liquid.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, kind of, yeah. I don't want any more of this. It's so you, so controlled. were you like winning awards, or did you even not go that route? People just liked your beer.
3: Yeah, it was, it was more about. of just I was in the position to, like, I, I want to actually do this for a living. Uh, yeah, it wasn't like so, some of the guys out there. They got really well-paying jobs, and to leave that to go to. Like not make engineers anything. and shit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really have that, and so it was kind of a, a bit of a freedom to mm-hmm. be able to be like, you know, this is really freaking cool, and I've, I've got a pretty pretty decent talent at it, and might as well try to get my foot in the door and yeah. apply to a lot of different places and just happened to be in the right place at the right time, knowing the right people to get in at Riley's Brewing out in Madeira. Okay. Um, it started out as a sales rep for them and kept bringing them my home brews, and, and you know this is the kind of stuff we need to be doing. We need to shake it up because... They hadn't really had anything new for a couple of years by the time I'd taken sales position. Like
0: what? What were you bringing them that they weren't that they weren't doing?
3: Uh, pretty much anything that was out of the ordinary because they had the uh, pay, uh, English Pale Ale, they had a Blonde Ale, they had an IPA. It was just kind of the the standard offerings, okay. which you know, twenty years ago, it might have been okay to get yeah. by with that. But now that like,
0: sounds like a perfect late nineties target. Yeah. yeah. And
3: so now, like, there's uh, so many other brands out there that you have to stay relevant and. Kept bringing in just just anything out of the ordinary, um, you know, mostly IPAs. I'm a hop head, and so I love that. Okay. Uh, but kind of bringing their their IPAs to you know modern times, uh, yeah. about how much we're hopping <laughs> and, and what kinds of hops we're using. Yeah. Uh, but then also just doing you know seasonal releases that before that at that, that point they they hadn't really done that. They did one dark ale for for fall winter seasonal, and that was pretty much it. Okay. Uh, so
0: was it also stuff that you were seeing kind of in the marketplace? that you're like hey people are asking for these certain styles of beards
3: or whatever. Yeah, cuz I've always kind of seen myself as yeah, I'm, I'm in the industry, but I'm still a consumer and I yeah. still see stuff from the other side of the bar of the stuff that I just want from breweries, that, you know, stuff that I expect out of modern breweries and yeah. so there's a lot of that um and eventually they they moved me uh into uh, assistant brewer in, in the brewery um and had somebody else do the sales which to me was was a good thing cuz I only really <laughs> took the sales job just to get my foot in the door. I really, it's it's not my yeah, not my forte. But and being in the in the, the in the back in the brewery where nobody sees me or talks to me, that that's where I, I really shine. <laughs> that's where you
6: thrive. Yeah, <laughs> the with brewery no troll. Yeah. 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 yeah, just for, leave me
0: alone for sure. And uh, and you were able to to kind of uh, you know exert your influence over the the beer styles and the recipes and and yeah, pretty hand much, a little bit?
3: yeah, pretty much all the new stuff that they came out was it was either completely me or mostly me with the. the the head brewer kind of putting his two cents in there but he was mm-hmm. kind of a just kind of coast just you know i like english styles and you know that that's cool to a certain point but just being on the west coast you know, you'd put out a pale ale people expect a west coast pale ale yeah and our pale ale over there at riley's was english and so it's just not not quite what people are looking for these days anymore um and just kept coming to him with that that you know we need to do some some new stuff so we did a um We took their their blonde ale and added pineapple and mango to it and made it something completely different than whatever was before. People really loved that. Uh, Did a milk stout, an imperial stout, uh, an Irish red, uh, lots of different stuff that... Stuff, previously never done yeah
0: and, and 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 stuff that seems like a no-brainer to any i mean you go to any brewery's <clears> website and at least one of those styles is going to probably be on the menu at some point yeah you know at least with a seasonal or something like that like everybody and their mom has done a, an irish red ale
3: right yeah it wasn't even that that yeah. super experimental even though that's really where i was trying to pull them to is that mm-hmm. that's really where i come from um so after a couple of years doing that with riley's uh those Really, just looking to to do something really smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a twenty barrel brew house over there with forty barrel fermenters. Wow, so they're do, you know, doing double batches mm-hmm. a lot of times. Um, and wow, that sounds like they're still moving beers, even though they're kind
0: of brewing these older styles.
3: Yeah, and, that, and that's yeah. where I think a lot of that has to do with the market, because uh, Fresno really is still kind of behind behind the. Behind the ball, uh, on what a lot of other big metro places are. You'd think being the fifth biggest right. city in California, we'd be a little closer to what the market is like in in San Diego or L. A. Yeah. or San Francisco or Sacramento. Or They're still drinking so IPAs
0: on. with crystal malt for
3: God's sake. Yeah, yeah Heathens, there's, there's right? still probably a lot of that the good yeah. old days. <laughs> but there's 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 a really thriving uh, craft beer scene in, in Fresno, and that's that's part of what's exciting like to be part of it. Is there's there's a lot of beer geeks out there that are getting their hazy IPAs from a uh, uh, field work and from alchemist and treehouse and doing trades and kind of trying to win, it, win up each other on on what kind of whales they can bring home. Right, we don't really get a whole hell of a lot of those things out there. And uh, okay, so, and that's where that's where I kind of find myself now uh, doing stuff like this uh, Casa de Fulton IPA that we have now and our juicy IPA that we did uh, when we I think it was the fourth batch that we did uh, the kind of IPAs that I. I couldn't really do at at Riley's just just being just a production brewery with no tap room and not being able to do those really small batch experimental things.
0: Yeah, you wanted to put do, them out there to kind of be more like you were as a home brewer. Exactly, you want yeah. to do some weird shit and put it over the counter and see if people like it, or even if they don't, you have got to flex your your brewing muscles a little bit.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's just taking the, the the passion and the fun of doing it in my garage and yeah. just doing it for a living and being able to legally sell it to people. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I. Tra- Traded it always, right.
0: if anybody's yeah. listening. Always yes. for
3: trade. I gave them beer, and then they gave me money. It's completely unrelated. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I found this 20.
0: <laughs> huh? I'll trade it for you, for the thing.
3: So, yeah, I, I found uh, on... There, there's a uh, Central Valley Craft Beer Drinkers Facebook group. That okay. There's a, a couple th- few thousand subscribers on that. And just one day, I happened to see... Uh, <laughs> Uh, somebody, somebody I, I had never seen on that group. Like, I, you know, I'm pretty familiar with the people that regularly post on there. Just also some, just some stranger. Hey, anybody looking for a head brewer position? Let me know. And that was the entire post. I'm like, hey, who the hell is this? That like, sounds like
0: Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, so is
3: this some new brewery I haven't heard of? Because you know, I generally kind of pick up the, the, yeah. the chatter around what's going on. Yeah. Um, and it just happened to be this guy who was uh, an accountant and happened to purchase uh, Full Circle with his uh, his accountant. Uh, kind of partner, hmm. um, and that's where he got started. There is meeting up with them and seeing what they were they were going with, and like I said, I had no idea what brewery he was associated with, and and he told me Oh, it was full full circle, full circle brewing. Yeah, and I was like, you know what you're getting in, into, right? Because. <laughs> <laughs> the full, full circle, like Did all the guys. Oh, yeah. Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm very much up front with them. Yeah. Um, I mean, to completely honest, the place has not had that best of reputation yeah. the past few years. It had a really good reputation back in the early 2000s. They switched brewers, and the quality of the beer was really hit or miss. And that was the most consistent thing that we heard was that it was really inconsistent. Hmm. And going through before I really signed on with them, just going through the brew house and just saying, nope, 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 nope. This is all wrong. We're changing all of this. If I'm taking this job, we're getting new heat exchanger. We're getting new fermenters. We're getting new houses. Oh wow!
0: That okay. So you were just checking out the the equipment. You're like, that's kind of broken. We need
3: to update. We need to update some stuff in here. I, I can see where their their issues would come from. Okay, um, just just the equipment alone. You look at the welds on their their DIY uh, heat exchanger. Yeah. it's Just just messy as all hell. Okay. And like it's like I can see like that. That's where your contamination is coming from from the very start. And then they would just repitch. On top of old contaminated yeast cakes. and oh, man. It would know, just be bad beer after bad beer. That's and, too bad. And... It was, it was just stuff that I could see just going through, and it's what I kind of set up with the uh, the new owners, is being like, you know, if I'm going to leave what I got going at Riley's, which, you know, I wasn't 100% happy, but I was still happy being there, and I was still making beer and yeah. having mm-hmm. fun with it. But I, I did want to downsize, but I didn't want to downsize quality to... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. want to <laughs> downsize the quality yeah. and, right. and, and be to where it, it, it really doesn't have anything to do with me or my skills. It has to do with the equipment that's there. Yeah, And so I basically set it up with them I was like, you know, we're gonna need all this new cold side stuff and that's what they they got for me to where if a batch comes screwed up, that's my fault. At least right. at least yeah. I know there there's something there I can fix to where it's in my control. Yeah. How how did they take that
5: when they just bought this new business <laughs> and you come in and be like, okay, yeah, it's cool, I'll work here but You have to replace half of it.
3: That's pretty much, (laughs) and the other half sucks. Right? (laughs) Well, it was was kind of in. They were in the midst of buying the place, Um, and the the owner's done a few extract batches, but you know, it's really, really casual home brewer kind of stuff. And that's that's the the only other person involved in the business that has any kind of experience whatsoever in the beer. And so they really took to heart what I was telling them, which meant a lot to me because it was coming from my heart of. All the reason, even if I wasn't gonna take the job, like you, you need to replace this stuff regardless. Whoever comes in here, they're gonna need at least acceptable equipment to be able to make right. consistent product.
0: Yeah, and just so they know to get ready to write a big-ass check or two. Yeah.
3: yeah. Or yeah. And, and and lower the price, the price that they're offering. I mean, right. <laughs> well, yeah. that's also true, right, yeah. And so that's what they did is we got a couple of uh, seven-barrel uh, Apex fermenters, uh, conical unit tanks with mm-hmm. cold jackets and, and everything, toward before what they are working on and what we're, we're still working with as well because we kind of updated them or some seven-barrel horizontal fermenters from some dairy auction that, Okay. The, the previous mm-hmm. owners, the brewers, were just auction hounds. So, pretty much ninety percent of that brewery was built off of stuff they got from auctions. Like our, our glass doors, doors and windows and stuff going into the brew house was some from some casino that that went <laughs> belly up. I just happened to just jump on it and you know five hundred bucks and there's this whole glass. Uh, window oh. and door setup. How many
0: sad, broke
3: eyes have stared at those <laughs> windows? Defeated people right. those doors. Yeah. These dairy tanks, I assume they weren't jacketed? No, they're not jacketed. Uh, they're really, really thin steel um, to where one of them actually has got some pretty good dents on the, uh, the end from oh, the, wow. just crashing it and... Just oh. the 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 the, the, you know, the
0: oh like it'll comp- it's like compressing like right, folding yeah. in it on itself yeah really?
3: and there were some of them where the, I guess they were transferring the beer out of and they forgot to open the uh, the CO two in and oh, they were just yeah sucking the beer out and just started it kind of imploding the tanks oh, and oh so they, they,
0: which happens
3: yeah, yeah. does it.
6: Yeah, uh, I've seen it happen Wilson. a couple of times. I've Seen yeah. it on YouTube
3: sometimes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah those <laughs> really? are always the best, yeah. man. I just yeah. look at those people. And I'm like, God, I'm glad I never tried to do that shit because that <laughs> no, would be me on a consistent basis. Yeah. I would have done it more 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 times than just that.
3: Yeah, there, there's been some times where I, I try to maintain pressure on it while I'm <laughs> while I'm crashing it. But there's been some yeah. times where you know overnight, you know, it crashes another few degrees, and I'm running CO2 in there and just. Pwah! You can hear it like expanding again. Just the metal just popping back out, and just I'm I'm hiding behind like three fermenters, waiting (laughs) for it to explode. Uh, So if
5: it's that thin of
3: metal, how much? What kind of pressure do you put on it? I've been trying to just keep positive. Uh, I still keep the the blow-off <laughs> going into a bucket, and I okay. just run the CO2 in there until it starts bubbling, and then okay. shut it off. And
6: mm-hmm. yeah.
3: try to go in there every few hours and just make sure it's at least positive. Okay. So uh, there's just enough they,
5: to not collapse. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
3: just, just right that, in that thin line. <laughs> that's uh, crazy. But, yeah, that's just in, in a little... Cold box that I had to upgrade the 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 uh, insulation on that because they just had one inch thick of uh, foam insulation and it was like yeah that's not going to work so I beefed it up to four inches all around put a, a cool bot with an AC unit in there and mm-hmm.
6: okay. it actually
3: it actually gets the gets the beer down to about thirty eight which mm-hmm. I was surprised that it, they actually got it below forty well, that's cool uh, even that's in a Fresno summer yeah I was gonna uh, say it man. has not been the summer since we've used it yet so oh, okay. yeah. I I don't have much faith in the the summertime that it's going to get that cold. (laughs) But that's why we just got another seven barrel and a 15 barrel conical. So now we got three seven barrel conicals, a 15 barrel conical, and those two uh, horizontal seven barrel fermenters. Nice. So we've got almost 50 barrels worth of fermentation space. Yeah. Uh, Just got a couple of pallets worth of kegs to have somewhere to put them in there because we only got six serving tanks that we feed the the taps directly from. And so if, if all those tanks are full, I've got all these batches of beer. they got to go somewhere. So we've got yeah. another additional cold box. We've got some more kegs. And it's just almost every other week we're making some other big purchase and just keep going up and up. Great. This nice. The, the reception that we've had locally with the, the community and, and the amount of beer that we're selling – it's got to be good. It's all been up, up and up. And yeah. It's, and I keep telling them, like, this this is the slow part of the year. This is the slow part of the season. Mm-hmm. It's only mm-hmm. going to get worse when it gets into summer. And right. I'm not sure how I'm going to be able to keep up
6: with <laughs> how it's been
3: so far during the cold time. Yeah. When it warms up and gets to 100-plus, you know, t- typical Fresno summers. Right, there's right. There's going to be a hell of a lot more people uh a lot more thirsty people in there.
0: Well, that's a good so, problem to have, yeah. man. That's yeah. great.
3: That's so what we got. Problem nonetheless.
0: Is
4: there any uh, extra capacity around the area that you could maybe have, like a flagship beer, uh,
3: contract brewed to, to help you out there? Uh, I'm not sure about it immediately in Fresno. I know that uh, Timber is is contract brewing for Tioga's Golden Ninety Nine because okay. they can't keep up with that. Oh, so you think mm-hmm. that's the way, way they're doing. Sure. Um, So I think if if their contract brewing out to Tembler, then we would have to do the same because obviously Tioga doesn't have the capacity... And well, it goes up just, and
4: down. Sometimes they might. because you you have, you, have a, yeah. you need a smaller quantity.
3: Right. You don't yeah. need a big batch. You... Yeah. Mm. Uh, the, talking with the owner. Uh, and right. Right now, it's just in in draft and you know in growlers, the half growlers. That's, that's about all we got right now. You don't
4: have any distribution to, in the, in the taps elsewhere in the area, or uh,
3: we do have uh, a sales guy, Skip, that's doing uh, the, the outside sales oh. for us to get kegs in there. Um, okay. But right as at this at this point, we're not packaging into cans or bottles. Right. Um, but just talking with. Arthur, the owner, this morning, he seems to be—he seems to have a set, his heart set on uh, doing cans mm. and only cans, yeah. and that's part that's of the what. the big was, thing, man. That's what I've been trying to convince him is that it's kind of the the new thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And in the valley, you talk to the big distributors; they say the cans really don't move. Hmm. Uh, but I think a part of it has to be with Fresno is still a little bit behind the curve and and hasn't really picked up on how craft beer is doing well in cans now. Uh, and so to be, the the first one or the only one in Fresno to do all cans, I think, is a big push towards getting people to yeah. get on that boat and realize that you can have good beer in cans now. It's it's not what it used to be. Right, right, yeah. That's yeah. That is the big push. A lot of people are doing.
0: I see all, like every week it seems like there's someone in my news feed on Facebook. Posting
4: about this new brewery with cans or whatever. Yeah, a lot of that's because of the remote canning people. That are they? Are they available to you in Fresno?
3: That's one of the things that we're looking at is doing either mobile canner, maybe doing that for a short time, and then getting our own uh, canning system, starting pretty small, and just kind of building it up from there. Um, One of the things that the owner was telling me is as he's looking on on Pro Brewer for looking for used can systems. Basically they're they're selling at the same price if not more than a brand new system is that you get it right then. Oh. If you get a new system, you're looking at sixteen weeks turnaround time. Yeah, That's, but you waited yeah. years. You might as well wait sixteen weeks. Yeah, but at the same time that puts <laughs> us in the, the end of July, early oh, August yeah. that then we're rolling out cans, which yeah. is on the downside of the season and so there, there's something to be said about trying to get out get some cans, get some packaging out. When the when the When the, getting's good. When the time's right, yeah. yeah.
4: Well, that and if you're not sure you're going to enough beer anyway. So, I mean, you might create a problem where you actually don't have enough beer. Yeah. Well, yeah, your tap
3: room faucet, which, of course, is a criminal. Yeah, man, that's that's, <laughs> that's one of the things we're looking at is is how to balance that out. Because, yeah, I worked at Riley's before doing production brewing, but that's that's not working with a brew pub where we got to yeah. keep stuff on tap. And yeah. it, right. it's, it's new to all of us, and we're really just kind of feeling it out and yeah. figuring it out as we go.
0: Yeah. Which yeah.
3: definitely leads to sometimes when we're out of our, our clusterfugle, our, our light beer that, you know, 80% yeah. of people coming in ask, well, what do you got that's a light beer? And there was a time that we were out of that, but we had our Kentucky Common, which is pretty damn close to a, a, a cream ale. Yeah. Just a little bit of dark malts to it and mm-hmm. just trying to get people that— to Branch realize it that, yeah, bit. just close your eyes, just drink it, and you realize, like, yeah, it is really light, easy drinker, just like the Clusterfuggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of that that I really enjoy is educating the, the people out there and bringing those those people who would never have even listened to this podcast still be able to enjoy all these beers that I'm putting out that yeah. people who do listen to the podcast can also enjoy. And being able to get both of those demographics uh, is, is pretty important to us because, again, the, we don't have – this huge craft beer scene there to draw off of all for the sure craft beer yeah people. You,
0: know, you have to throw the knowledge out yeah you get everybody in
3: your bucket speaking
0: yeah. of uh, things uh, that people enjoy uh the beer in front of us is my nemesis um <laughs> is a, it's a cloudy ipa and you i see in the notes that you are you love this beer you love the style like you're you're for it, yeah you're ready to, you're ready for it. You're that it. East Coast. <laughs> you're yeah, yeah. all you complainers. We finally have someone so we, we're drinking one. We're drinking one. We kind of I, I kind of bash it. Warren and I make fun of it a little bit. Um, what do you love about the the New England IPAs? because uh, I, I just don't get for me, it's a visual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can close my eyes and, and drink it, I would probably really like it. but for me it's the it's the cloudiness, orange juice kind of thing um, that it's, it doesn't agree with me. Um, but it's the big fucking hot thing right now, and so you can't you can't ignore the elephant in the room. But uh, tell me tell me why you like it so much. What it, what, what what turned you on about it? Uh,
3: really, just everything about them. Now, I've never really been a huge fan of the the really bitter stuff. Yeah, As some of the IPAs out there where it just it keeps going with bitter, bitter, bitter. Right. And yeah, it's, it's like, like they're, they're trying
0: to push that ceiling, and it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. their
3: yeah. That's kind of how it used to be, I guess. In you know the kind of the arms race of the IPAs. <laughs> yeah, them. the IBU race too, <laughs> for no, sure. It's completely gone the other way to where we're going for. I've had some of the examples of these beers where it was like there's almost no bitterness. Uh-huh. I get more bitterness out of a blonde nail than I do some of these New England IPAs. How do you call it? How
0: do they? Oh, how do they call it an IPA then? At that point, like is that because to me the people people who love IPAs are not the people who love New England IPAs, because the people who love IPAs are there for that bitterness and that harshness. But the New England IPA people are, I guess, maybe a subset of them, like lower, (laughs) that kind of like the hop. Like me, I like session beers... Anything under like five percent, I'm all about it. Hops I can take, um, but uh, if it's too bitter, it's not enjoyable. Right. So I'm I'm like in that weird that weird beer drinking spot where I don't have many beers that I that I can drink. I guess because I I
3: freeze myself out of a lot of options. Right. What I what I found a lot actually being in in Fresno market is we've had a lot of people not only myself being a hop head like I, I love hops. Not so much the bitterness, but mm-hmm. the flavors, yeah. the aromas that you get off of them. Yeah. And I've had a lot of people, not only on that side of the table, the beer geeks and the beer snobs, that they really love the hoppiness, that all, all the notes that they're looking for, all of those, those floral and fruity and just juicy notes, citrusy notes they get off of it. I've had a lot of people at, at the brew pub say, you know, I really don't like IPAs, but I tried this one, and, and it's so good. Yeah. And to, to be able to get multiple demographics that would otherwise not really settle on a style <laughs> right. to have a style <laughs> yeah. that actually makes both the beer geeks and the regular kind of pedestrian beer people that happen to just come in yeah to be able to give something that appeals to both sides of those is okay t- to me really cool and so th- the so main thing is that I love the hell out of them so I, i'm I'm trying to brew what it, what it is that I like yeah yeah, to yeah always for sure. have on tap. Well, that's, that's noble but I mean at some point
4: you know as a business you want to
6: yeah well, oh, yeah. well, luckily, what Remember I like sells. happens to line up with what everybody <laughs> yeah, else yeah. likes. Yeah. So. Right, right. Well, that's
4: maybe one of the things you like about it is it does sell.
6: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: It, it, it it sells, and, and not only it sells, it's it's actually gotten us out there the the oh, juicy a little bit idea of like, that a, had, like a brand leader, like a- yeah, and, and mainly just because I think it did come out of left field so much because mm-hmm. yeah. full circle has been not been known for anything yeah, like that, anything cutting an edge. Yeah. They've been very traditional, doing you know an old London porter mm-hmm. or doing a you know traditional. Uh, Cream Ale or something like that Yeah we do some of that um, But still is to do the new styles That again all the the beer geeks are after But the regular people That had never even known That Full Circle existed for the past 16 years They come in there and they try this They're like wow this is actually really good I can really enjoy this and to me that then opens their palettes up to go try other breweries IPAs. I can see
0: that. I can see that. Um, so I haven't tried it yet, but smelling it it smells really really good.
3: Yeah, we got a lot mm-hmm. of uh Simcoe Eldorado and uh Mosaic in the dry hop on this one. I
0: mean, it and smells I great. It smells like opening a hot bag. I know we kind of like
3: overuse that
0: analogy, but it, it it does it smells very um, I, I, this is gonna sound really dumb, but like you know, when it's like using whole hops, and at the end, like all the kind of little crushed up little bits and whatever, that's what it smells like, like particulate, yeah. right. not just like a whole flower. There's more to it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense.
3: Yeah, a little bit. I mean,
0: right. this, this, this is this is the the cloudiest beer I've ever had. That's not that doesn't have the word hefe in it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little nervous. Like I've had some of yeah. the some of the the West Coast any IPAs before. Mm. But, like, from field work, where they're cloudy, I would not never call them hazy or, you know, what I mean, they downright like not murky. not yeah. Right. Bev, what camera is on? Right, we need proof of this. Is it this. mine? Does he need to turn around
3: and look at the It's mine? Camera. Look at that. I mean, look at that.
0: Look at that fucking beer.
3: It's opaque. That so is. we use a lot of... So uh, what causes that haze? I'm not entirely 100% sure, uh, but what, what I've been doing thing. on... <laughs>
4: I'm going to drink it.
0: Uh, protein, uh,
3: well, or
4: polyphenols, or yeast.
3: So, so this this one, Casa de Fulton Street, I made a little little more, I guess, closer to New England, what kind of expecting. And uh, then I used uh, oats and wheat you know, quite a bit more okay. than I used in Juicy. So you're up in also the protein. Used, yeah, I yeah, also used the, the Vermont yeast. Um, on this one, I used the higher chloride, chloride to sulfate ratio, yep. whereas on our hmm. the other one, that we, the first one he made to Juicy, which is one that really made a splash for us, Um I didn't use, I used some wheat, maybe like 10% wheat, but not that much. Um, I used some Munich in there, a little bit of honey mm-hmm. malt. Um, still used a Vermont yeast, but the Juicy IPA still had my about 175 or so sulfate to about 50 chloride. So it was still it was kind of splitting the difference because I, I knew that the people, yeah. the, the drinking public in Fresno, they haven't had the real soft pillowy New England IPAs.
0: Right, and, and the, that's what your additions were doing is trying to soften that water.
3: Well, uh, on this one, yeah. On this right. one, I definitely uh, tried to, to make it different from Juicy in that yeah, very much a, a softer water profile. Okay. And then also, like I said, using the malted oats and the white wheat malt in there. Um, so uh, what I'm kind of leaning towards was causing all the, the, uh, the haziness is the, the Vermont yeast, of course. It likes to kind of stay in solution. Pretty much forever, as far as I've told, like I can tell, I've only gone like four or five weeks on a batch that it didn't clear all the way down to the end in the, in the serving tank. It, what wow. are, you, are
4: you saying that's yeast in suspension, or is that just the polyphenols that are left over from the? It's from probably the a
3: combination. Um, it's just that. Well,
4: like when you, when your beer, like this beer, when it's, uh, so you go into the pub in the morning and you uh, pull the first pint, is it more? Is it cloudier than the it, tenth
3: pint? It actually looks pretty pretty damn consistent. Well, then it's
4: not yeast. It's 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 because polyphenols will stay stratified in solution the yeast will drop out it's,
3: it's yeah it's, it's probably more of that well um, a, that's a success ha, as far as i'm concerned how do you yeah. get the
4: polyphenols well that's if you listen to uh, marshall shot uh, <laughs> i can call it he can come up he can tell us again about this process but it's basically well, it's this is dry hopping it's and during grabbing. active fermentation that, where yeah. it creates this permanent bond and that, with the yeah. polyphenols well, from the hops
3: that's well, kind of what i'm thinking is because i've done the same thing on uh, our killwood ipa which i use cal ale Equivalent yeast on there, mm-hmm. and I dry hopped it before fermentation was fully done, and it, it it cleared up a little bit compared to the ones I've used Vermont on, but it's still they've they've never gone fully clear even after four five okay. six weeks in the the serving tank.
0: Have you ever tried not not doing the hopping schedule but using this yeast and see
3: how how hazy it stays? Um, I've done that only on the most recent batch. I did a, a wheat ale that I'm just about to add some uh, Oregon fruit, uh, peach and, and mango mm. puree too. Okay. Uh, I used the Vermont yeast cause I was going for that fruitiness and yeah. it's also supposed to be hazy anyway. So no, the it's, it's very lightly. Okay. hops. Okay. yeah, that one I'm not dry hopping, so it'll be interesting to yeah. see how it comes out. But of course, the, yeah. the pectin from the fruit is going to completely screw <laughs> that experience <laughs> right. up. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. But still, I look at it now, and it's 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 hazy. It's it's yeah. not nearly like the, before. I dry hop these these IPAs. It's definitely not nearly as hazy. Uh-huh. Uh, but I do dry hop it with uh, just about three pounds per barrel. um and I usually try to shoot for about a, a degree Plato Play-Doh before fermentation when I'm throwing that in. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them uh, on the juicy, I'll, I'll throw in half of the hops on one day and kind of blow off the extra CO2 that's in solution. And then the next day, I'll throw the rest of the, the dry hops in the second half, and I'll close the blow off. So that way, all of the CO2 that comes out of solution from that actually stays in that tank. And mm, any okay. volatiles that might have been blown out stay in the tank. And I try to naturally hmm. carbonate it in that unit tank as much as possible. Okay. On this last, uh, this Casa de Fulton, I put it all in at once and close it all up and completely naturally carbonate. I didn't hit it with the, the CO2 through the carb stone. At oh, all wow. Again. Okay. Do you, do you, uh, you add any finings at all? Not on these. Uh, mm-hmm. I do use uh, Nalco Biofine on okay. stuff like mm-hmm. a clusterfuggel because it's cream ale. It's supposed to be brilliant. And so I'm right. shooting for. Mm-hmm. But on these, no. I, I dry hop yeah. them usually about f- day five or six, depending on how fermentation's going. So where, like I said, it's before fermentation is completely done, before I'm at terminal, um, and then I dry, I, I dry hop them for maybe three or four days on the hops, and then I'll uh, cold crash it for maybe three days, just until I'm getting the very, very few hop, uh, very little hop matter out of the racking arm, to where I know I can get a pretty clean transfer into the serving tank. Uh, so to me, on these guys, it's, it's getting it. As into the serving tank and into the the pint glass as soon as possible after I dry hop it because mm-hmm. uh, I can just tell just taking the samples that it just goes it's just, going down it goes down every day yeah. so I, I I try to get it as once I dry hop it that's kind of the the countdown is get it into that pint glass as fresh mm-hmm. as possible yeah to get as much of that aroma and flavor into there as possible
5: yeah because a lot of the haze a lot of the quote good haze. ...is because there's a lot... <laughs> if you believe in that sort of thing... Um, ...is they're adding a lot of those adjuncts, oats, and wheat... ...to have a huge amount of free protein floating around... Yep. ...and then you add the polyphenols from the hops... ...and a, a easy way to get haze in beer... ...is have a lot of protein and a lot of polyphenols. Those two combine mm-hmm. to make haze. Okay. A lot of findings won't strip out all of that. They just pick one. The finding picks one either excess protein or mm. polyphenols. If you take out one... You don't get the haze in beer, and you can end up with clear beer without filtering. Mm-hmm. And so, that's why if, or that's one reason why they add oats and wheat to 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 good New okay. England IPA. Yeah, is to allow stuff there to bind and to get bind that haze. Whatever. Okay.
3: Yeah. All right. And it feels like it's kind of a, a, a secondary, uh, I guess, side effect that it does increase that mouthfeel. That right. again goes back to kind yeah. of trying to make it as as much of fruit juice as possible while still making sure that it's it can still be considered a beer right yeah. right and that's right that's kind of where we're going for with this is with uh, with the oats the wheat and the, that higher chloride the sulfate is mm. to try to get that kind of softer mouthfeel yeah well <laughs> i still like to have a little bit of a bite to it because again i think that the market yeah. is so they want a little bit there uh, yeah just kind of kind of baby step them towards it so i think the next one i do will be even softer and just to kind of work work their way towards that and if people don't like it and they don't like it well you know I'm I'm fine with sticking with this one cuz yeah you know, this is the kind that I'm love drinking all the time
0: yeah well the i mean the bitterness is definitely there and it's it's probably a a bit more bitterness than I've had in a, in the the very limited samples that I've had right. so to, you know whatever um but that I, I can't get, that aroma's great it smells really yeah. great um i i definitely feel the mouth feel i definitely get that kind of like creaminess um I don't know of how I feel about it yet. I'm undecided. <laughs>
3: to me I think, I think you wanna like it, you just don't want to admit it. <laughs> my, oh, <laughs> he's in denial. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That might well, be more. My my, get issue, of that next step.
5: my issue is the mouthfeel and the creaminess and the roundness that everyone in seems to like and enjoy about the juicy aspect of it. That I don't like that in an IPA. I want it to if well, if well, I'm going to minute. drink one, I want it to be crisp, bitter, yeah, on the thinner side, still malty. But very thin, sharp, acidic within style. Mm. Not round, thick, creamy, juicy,
0: and then also hoppy. It is working my salivary glands, I'll tell you that. It is doing that. You're
4: yeah. trying to get that pasty thing out of your mouth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's trying to rinse the yeah. juicy My
0: idea. My body's rejecting yeah. it. It's fighting it. It's, I mean, it's it's very clearly a well-made beer. Yes, I'm definitely no, not it's, saying it's thing. a good
4: example of a, of it. A it really is of the style. Right. Yeah, yes. And and I get it's got the classic no head retention thing. Yeah, and that, <laughs>
0: and that tropical fruit thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. nice juice yeah. yeah. punch. and, and, and people are, are are loving this.
3: Yeah, this this is that's great. Next to the with the Cream Ale, it's it's our. Uh, mainly juicy This is the one that's, that's just brand new It just came out last week But yeah Yeah the, the juicy type of IPAs People are going nuts for And Tyuga is putting out a bunch uh, Oh they are? Dragons okay. out, and Dragons
0: mm-hmm. I was going to say Like is everybody else Like driving by your house Like by your brewery And like throwing eggs At
3: your window and saying, <laughs> Fucking leave it alone What are you doing Bringing this into our house? Yeah no every, Everybody's been behind it and Okay Because like I, I think we're just We're just Everybody's catching on To the The, the trends As they kind of go I guess in a, in a bigger sense, that yeah. Fresno is just kind of starting to catch on to it. You know, for for better or for worse, you know, it might be behind <laughs> yeah. the times, but hey, I'm in the right place, the right Whatever. time. Yeah, you exactly. To do it.
0: You're in the business of making and selling beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to do it. And look, it's it, it's a good beer. It's it not is. a style that I like, so I'm going to go on Untapped and rate it a half a star. Yeah. <laughs>
3: right. I that's hated okay. it. As long as you stars. give me some feedback, I will take any rating on Untapped. It's, it's when it's half star and says meh. Yeah. What am I supposed to do with that? Right. Well, <laughs> and, and so, to, you know, it, it, nobody.
0: What, what I love about the, the rating sites is those people who go, this is not a style I normally drink, but they clearly just wanted to tell people how little they liked it. And it's like a two star. Right. Well, if it's not Why something you, you like, it? then you don't know the style. If you don't know the style, then shut <laughs> right. the fuck up. Yes. yes. Check it in. Just don't put it right. It's okay. Right. Yeah.
4: I don't read it. It's okay.
0: okay. Uh, anyway, we're going to take a break here um, so I can go to the bathroom mainly. And then we're going to come back. We're going to have uh, more beer. Uh, from Full Circle. Uh, hang out. We'll be right back, everybody.
2: You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
6: Baby, baby, don't you know.
1: five-star treatment today. <sharp> i <inhale> <sharp inhale> And beer. Hey, what's up? This is Blake from Creature Comforts. You're listening to the session on the Brewing Network. All right.
0: Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Before we get back to it, I'm going to shuffle some paper. Good to do some things. I'm going to do some things. Uh, go to adamandeve.com right now, and for a limited time, you'll get 50% off just about any one item. When you select your item at 50% off, you also receive three free adult DVDs. Adult DVDs, Mike, I don't know if you're familiar with Adam and Eve, but uh, they've been a, a good sponsor to be in for a long time. Pretty familiar with porn. Okay, I'm at Adam and Eve, <laughs> Adam and Eve right now, uh, so what do I do next? Uh, well, you, get, uh, you select one item, and you get 50% off. Oh. And then once you do that, you get three free adult DVDs plus a free exclusive gift, which is back by popular demand, what? the free Power-O vibrating ring, Morn. Oh, Power-O. Yeah. There's some power involved? Yeah. It's a vibrating ring, and, I, and you don't wear it on your finger, if you know what I'm trying to say. Oh, you wear it on your thumb. Uh, my toe. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's a toe ring. Toe the ring. Free power. <laughs> oh, vibrating toe ring. Perfect for the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, hey, I'm not going to king shame anybody. Hey, dude. Whatever you're into, <laughs> yeah. that's fine. Uh, the old sock. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, and to top it off, they will even throw in free shipping. On oh. that entire order. So, to recap, 50% off almost any one item, three free DVDs, the Power O vibrating toe ring that's not really for your toe, uh, and free shipping. <laughs> Go to adamandeve.com and use code BNARMY at checkout. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y at com. There's
5: uh, a graphic on here that uh, says fill your guy's toolbox, and the picture of the toolbox <laughs> does not it. have any of the tools that I have in my toolbox. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I'm doing it wrong or if they're Well, doing it we wrong. can
0: ask Candy if you're doing it wrong. <laughs> oh. She will most likely say yes. Yeah, of course she will. Yeah. What's it, Well, what kind of tools are it's in like there? It's face washer. <laughs> oh, it's, hey, it's the stuff Bebo was putting on
5: her lips to make them burn. <laughs> what are we talking uh, about well, now? Hold on. Gulf War Syndrome or it's, what? It looks it's a,
6: like a Clarisonic.
5: Oh this thing? Yeah. Oh, uh I don't think that's what it's for. I don't think that's what they're going for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask
0: Sam. Yeah. I for the <laughs> Uh, there's so many things I could say, but I don't want to because.
5: Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. There are things way. here. Like what? I don't have any in my toolbox. Do, you, do, you, do they have names? Like, do you have names for them? Have you even um, seen them before? Can you see them? I now?
5: recognize
0: them. But you don't they, know what they're they called. They sound
5: like things we've described. Like the jackhammer or a uh, or something. Like well, there's an, a pump, some sort of pump. <laughs>
0: Some sort of pump.
5: I'm not sure. Okay, be the penis pump okay. Well, yeah.
0: there's you know, women have a pump too.
3: They, have, they can have it. Yeah, yeah, they have a, they have right. a little penis. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Various <laughs> gasket-looking things. What? What um, about a quality. If they can have it, we can have it too. There's, there's some sort of pink flashlight it's on a here. Flashlight. Um, <laughs> fuck
5: you,
4: tasty. <laughs> oh, you. So you guys know what these tools are? Oh. <sighs> I know the anatomy parts. Oh, okay. <laughs> Show me the tools. I'll tell you what to do. <laughs> That's that's that should be your NHC Ugh. fucking talk.
0: Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, a sponsored lot of, by Adam and Eve.com.
4: E. <laughs> sitting there. Why not?
0: Right? Yeah. There's a lot of ball bearings on a string. After you're done, dudes, you'll be, you know they'll like, uh, applaud for you, and then you'll be like, okay, thank you very much. You got to leave, and no one will stand no, up. Can't. Like, I can't even. <laughs>
3: Don't worry. You have five well, stand minutes. up in a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: the, a ten minutes sustained sitting ovation. <laughs> uh okay i'm gonna slide the neipa over and
3: i'm gonna gonna uh take up this uh this dark beer what are we drinking here mike this is our uh, chinatown undergrounds uh which is our underground chinatown imperial stout made with lana cold brew coffee okay is that a local uh a local thing or what Uh, yeah chinatown is is basically where where our brewery is at um it's maybe a a block or two kind of northwest of us. Um, And back in the early 1900s, when a lot of Chinese immigrants were coming into the area, that's where they would all kind of group up was in Chinatown. Um, And they actually had, I guess, had uh, these tunnels that were going underneath all of these businesses that were all kind of linked together together. And um, That's kind of cool. Yeah, back in the day, they would use that to basically escape from when the cops would come around to bust their opium dens or whatever stuff that they were doing because they were just kind of being their own little area. Right. Um, But it's really, really fascinating, all the history that's just of of that that area just in the past hundred years. Um, there's some uh, tours that they they'll do down there until you go down there and they'll, there's a certain part where they're like, okay, everybody turn off all your flashlights and everything, and it's just absolutely pitch black. Yeah, um, and it's just just really cool the the history of the area that a lot of people again have no idea that it even exists there. Yeah. Um, you should age some of this down there. Yeah, that would be kind of interesting. I I really pretty wish cold. I really wish that the tunnels went all the way down to to <laughs> our place to where we had an access to there cuz yeah, that, that would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, but so we made our uh uh underground Chinatown as our, our base imperial stout and then uh, Lana Coffee Company is again maybe two blocks, three blocks away from us or kind of between us and Tioga. Yeah. Um we went to them saying that we want to do some kind of coffee beer, and you know, we've got an upcoming Imperial Stout and wanted to kind of mix it with what you've got going on. And so we've got some uh, cold brew concentrate from them uh, that we just added huh. straight to the the, fi- the finished carbonated beer. I basically had it all in a, a serving tank. And oh, wow. I transferred into one of the other cl- uh, open, uh, clean serving, t- serving tanks, the coffee and then put the transfer the half of our imperial stout batch on top of that, mm-hmm. mixed it up, and keg that out, so that way it's all c- pretty consistent. So they, they so make concentrate. the— concentrate. Yeah, they what does that, that mean They make
4: strong coffee, or
3: they actually make coffee and then reduce it? They make basically a, a concentrated cold brew, and the, mm-hmm. the, a, akin to proofing it down, kind of water it down for their—because they sell cold brew— um, yeah, you know, at Tioga and at the stores. And they water it at,
4: at delivery time. Right? Yeah, so. they kind of water it mm. down. So
3: they make it more concentrated and then kind of sure. water it down. Um, so we took the mm. stuff that was concentrated so that way we wouldn't water down the beer so much. But it's or still- right, you can make a
4: bigger beer and then Kind of yeah. plan for the
3: water down. Yeah, and so we basically just took the the finished product beer and got some of the cold brew concentrate and mixed them together in different ratios, and we kind of settled on like about a five to one okay. beer to coffee. Really
4: good, like the coffee mix you know, it up. It's fucking great! Is there,
3: is there, it's a it's nice clean. coffee c- character. It's really, it have that really chili good. Character thing going. Yeah, so. and it,
0: and it blend. It's like it's the, the the coffee, and it kind of blends into the kind of acrid malts of the of the dark beer, and then kind of mellows out into that malt. It's very flowy. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, yeah, and
3: that, that's why I. The 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 owner wanted to make a full batch and just do straight coffee from the start. I was like, well, let's figure out how the beer is going to be to start because yeah, I I didn't really have a, a basis to go off of. I make it made an imperial stout at Riley's, but I'm not going to make the same recipe. So I'm going to make a different recipe, and I want to know how the base beer came out. So that way First. I can take that to the Lana cold brew guy yeah. or a coffee guy and say, this is what we got. Let's get something that's going to complement it rather than try to and, cram it in there yeah and so
0: what are they so then they would look at the like blends and maybe roast times and temperatures and try to 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 coke some like pick a bean a region and bring something out of that bean that would match well with mm-hmm. with your beer so it's not just like oh yeah here's our normal house blend or whatever yeah. just do whatever you want and yeah like, basically go, I, go away
3: yeah explain it to them that and, you know we got this this uh, imperial stout that's got a decent amount of roast to it so i don't want to go super duper roasty and Turn yeah. off a whole lot of people. I wanted to give them a, get a get a, a cast of broad net, I guess. Yeah. Um, so where so did he we, go with it? Uh, he gave us um, all, all of his coffee beans come from Thailand. He sources them all from Thailand. Hmm. Uh, but he, he as he explained it, he had some wet process and honey process coffee, where I guess they keep the outer layer. I think it's some mucilage or mm-hmm. some specific the term meat, the, the, the berry. Uh, yeah, and he gives it a little bit of kind of a, a softer like sweetness uh, that you normally otherwise wouldn't huh. get. Okay, um, and one of the things I really liked uh, working with with Lana and doing mm. this cold brew stuff is that Tayoga and Pine and Palm, you know, the other couple of local breweries, they use as coffee, but they use the grounds and and then just mm-hmm. put it in their they, secondary. They dry it, yeah. Coffee? And and ours is we've been the only one that's used just a straight cold brew, and that's kind of part of some of the research I've done on the homebrew side is what, what do homebrewers do and read a lot about using cold brew and how it really just smooths out the roast. But since I already yeah. had decent amount of roastiness on the base beer, again I didn't want to go over the top. That's what I was so. going to ask
4: you, Would the base beer had more roast. Would you, now that you have this beer in front of you, would you add more roast to offset the? Mitigating the factor of the coffee on the roast, because
3: no, I like having the base beer with its decent amount of roast, and then kind of having this as kind of an alternate. That That's it, a, it really it really so- softened the 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 roast. Oh yeah, on, definitely. On the, so, I mean, it's not hardly there at all. So I don't think. Yeah, and, and and like on the on the said on the base beer, I didn't I didn't bring that with with me. But yeah. you t- taste them side by side, they're almost completely different beers. Mm-hmm. which... I wonder and this might not be a viable this might be really stupid, so feel free to like tell
0: me I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> but I wonder if it'd be really cool to have the base beer and then have the coffee next to it and you can kinda of add your own. Yeah. Mix at the table. Yeah. It's like, you know, to your own liking or whatever.
6: Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
3: We could do that. It's just like again it's the, weird. The, the cold brew that he puts out for sale is uh, Very basically different. watered down. Yeah. So you use wouldn't the concentrate. Want to do that. So if right. we can get the concentrate and let you dose yeah. it in there. Yeah, I don't know. Be it like you can
0: ask for like a, a, you know, the beer with like a double shot,
5: or yeah. I don't know. But
3: whatever. then you're relying
5: on the person to know what they're doing.
0: Yeah, but and I then mean, if I they think, go I'm too not, far, are I'm they going to
5: blame you for it?
3: Sure. Well, yeah. Then and comes so, the half star, right? <laughs> right. And you guys <laughs> yeah. are thinking
0: of it as the producer. I'm thinking of it as a consumer. Like for me, it'd be sure. a lot of fun. Yeah, but I'm really smart and I know what I'm doing. So right. there's yeah. that. The level of handsome that's required to mix your own coffee style, dude. It's pretty high. Yeah, it's really high. I really, I really. I really like this yeah it's very good and, cool. and i do appreciate a little bit of the watering down i mean I, i'm sure
5: yeah. that the base beer is very tasty on its own um but i was wondering it might how, you, how you add it like especially i'm imagining a fresno summer when it's 100 degrees outside <laughs> a russian At imperial night. stout is not going to be my go-to but you add the coffee outside but, in that
4: weather Oh really? No, I gotta stay inside.
5: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go outside. Um, anyway, we, the, the, yeah. adding the coffee would help, and watering it down a little bit in the hot summer night, I might think yeah, about it for sure. And and especially with the the awesome coffee flavors going on here, could you see yeah, this yeah. beer on ice? Yes. Oh yeah. I could too. Yeah, I yeah.
4: tell you
0: the 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 first coffee beer maybe it wasn't the first, but it was one of the better coffee beers I had ever had was um, Red Hook Double Espresso. Uh, stout, or it was like an imperial stout, and they 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 did like a double batch of coffee and added it in. And every time we'd done this on the show for for umpteen years, and anybody I ever talked to at the homebrew shop I always go, "Oh yeah, I, I put the, the the grounds right in, or I put the beans right in." I, no, add, take the coffee and add it. It'll water down a little bit, but you make it double strength. And because doing it like that, it gives you that full coffee thing. It's not just. Oh, yeah, I can taste the... It smells... Or it tastes like a ground smell, like freshly ground coffee. Well, that's fine, but I don't drink freshly ground coffee. I actually drink liquid coffee, and that, to me, is what it, it... has more of that richer fullness of an actual cup of
4: coffee. Like, if you dry coffee, like what some people will do is just add the grounds to the secondary. Yeah. You get more aroma, but you don't get as much flavor. You don't main, get as much flavor. If you then, go to make coffee, you don't... You take beer out to do it, because it's not... Right. is actually better.
0: Well, and then you can run into that problem uh, sometimes we've had on the show, even, of uh, that kind of green pepper... That yeah. green bell pepper thing. Right. right. Um, and this kind
3: of
4: avoids all of that. It's yeah. the best of
0: both
3: worlds.
4: The alcohol does a different extraction than, say, water does. Yeah.
3: yeah. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. part of what I was shooting for using the cold brew is that whole kind of home brew you know, mentality that, that doing it cold brew, it just smooths out any of that acrid roastiness that you would otherwise get. I yeah, guess we, like I said, we already had enough roastiness. I didn't need any more roastiness. So no, not at but all. Something that was yeah. real smooth and yeah, it was just a perfect complement to the, the base beer. Yeah, it's high roast, but it's not not
0: overly. Yeah. you know, it's yeah. it's I, I would say it's actually right at that, right there. It's a sweet spot. Yeah, I would yeah. never go higher than that. Uh, it's, it's 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 kind of it's great. What yeah, is like the
3: a, ABV of this beer? Uh, well, it started out eight point eight, and from what I calculated, adding in basically basically diluting it. F- uh, five parts to mm-hmm. one brings mm-hmm. it down to about 8%. Uh, sure hides all that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I have actually been more of a fan of the, of the coffee one than the, even the base one because mm. it just seems to just smooth it out and uh, yeah. I'm sure that base beer after, you know, uh, six months, a year of sitting in the kegs will smooth out, but just basically diluting it with cold brew concentrate kind of accelerated that and then gave it all of those, those awesome coffee notes that uh a uh, uh, Tayoga had done their their rush hour coffee beer with mm-hmm. uh, uh Valparicio, slow train and Lana and Those are all three coffee uh local
0: roasters yeah okay and gee how many fucking coffee how many businesses <laughs> do you have that uh, have the same so big, Fresno you, is the fifth biggest town in
5: California I don't believe it I don't know if you knew that You three coffee you roasters
3: that. Yeah. Jesus. Well, I think Valparicio is out of Visalia, but it's it's, okay. it's close enough. Close enough that, where you lump it in. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah fine. We, we can lump it in. Okay. Uh, but, but yeah, that was kind of one of the, the I guess cool things is that the the people's choice didn't go with Alana. The they're like, oh, see, well, then we can use it because we didn't want to use the same roasters mm. at the, as the place that's a quarter mile away from us. No, like, you don't want to do that. We don't want to you know, be chasing after everything they do. We want to make our own uh, presents. Yeah. Uh, so the, a, a lot of the feedback that I heard off of the rush hour with Alana oh, <laughs> Some would say that. I'm, I'm going to have to send that off to a Slack. and <laughs> That's going to have to be the next beer name. There oh. you go. Uh, but, but yeah, it. we got a lot of feedback uh, or from what I heard from people. Some of my friends that had gone to the rush day over at Tioga was that the Lana stuff, just it, the coffee wasn't strong enough. Mm. There was just okay. – it wasn't in – and I kind of like where this had come in to where, yeah. like, there's no mistaking. You smell it. It's coffee. You taste it, and there's plenty of coffee, but there's also plenty of beer there to where you're not just – I'm not even really a coffee drinker, but I've been pouring some of this in the morning then. Get my day started. Just, yeah. Now like you're madness. a drinker. Yeah, <laughs> that's making me really like coffee. I just I my yeah, right. yeah, I'm a morning drinker. I don't yeah.
0: drink coffee. <laughs> Turns out I like coffee when it's in my beer. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I, I could, I could see why. Yeah, I could definitely see why. So, what other trends are you are you seeing there in Fresno, or where are you trying to bring out? Uh, you know, you got the the, the cloudy IPA. Um, you know you're adding some fruit to your beers are you doing any sours or anything like that or are you letting I, other people deal with that shit i
3: i do want to try that um it's just i'm 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 real uh kind of paranoid of putting out anything that's not kind of controlled in that way because mm-hmm. again that's what, what full circle was kind of known for before was they put out a beer that was really sour and funky and it wasn't supposed to be <laughs> and they would just be like oh what's a sour mash and yeah, no, you, you didn't sour the mash. You did right. sour it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, and so we do have to make sure that you know we're not putting out anything subpar in quality. Um, and so I'm really nervous about doing anything full f- fermented sour. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dionysus down in Bakersfield, they, they, they've come up in a, a Fresno. I met with one of the, the brewers at one point and. He's explaining how they, they do their sours right in the same equipment that all the rest of their stuff is. Mm-hmm. And, and they're fine. They're like, like, well, we, we've thrown out a couple of bashes. I'm like, well, a couple of thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, like, <that's, laughs> right. I'm, I'm still not able <laughs> to just kind of brush that off. Maybe the more you uh, do it,
4: the easier it gets. Right.
3: <laughs> the more <laughs> you do it, the, yeah. the better it is to swallow Throwing <laughs> yeah. down $1,000 with of $1,000 yeah, yeah. pretty soon. Hey, it's under
4: 10000 <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, whatever. It's fine. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But uh, I do want to uh, try uh, doing a kettle sours. Um, okay. So because okay. a little a little more controlled. On, um, I'm very much a control freak when it comes to the brewery, and yeah, um, and you can but, test
4: the concept on your drinkers too, and see what they think. What they think
3: mm-hmm. about. Uh, yeah, uh, but so. there there are some like uh, there's Four Eleven Broadway Brewing that's going down again, another quarter mile away from the brewery that they're going to focus on sours and uh, distilling. Oh wow! Um, so, okay, so I'm not I'm, I I can dig sours. To me, I'm much more of a hophead than than sours, uh, but I I do. I do like some of the, the tart ones again, like some of the ghosts and the Berliners, and yeah, being able to do a Berliner and then have some different fruits to flavor them like they do, you know, over in Europe, and yeah, that's something that right now nobody in Fresno is doing. So there's that sounds
0: like perfect for the summer, man.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Get on there. Yeah, there you go. I just I just got to make sure my kettle can maintain the the temperature because. I've not had to deal with that up to this point, so it's another experiment <laughs> yeah, to play around with. In summer, that yeah. will be the temperature of the air. Right? Yeah. You don't you need know, have have to cool off. it
5: down overnight. Right. Yeah. 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 You just let it set at Fresno temperature.
3: <laughs> it's over 110. It's midnight. <laughs> I better cool this stuff down. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, I, well, could, you, I mean, I could see.
4: People, oh, sorry. Go ahead, too. That's, that's right. I was just wondering. I've seen a lot of guys that put the uh, the uh, the liquid into the uh, back into the mash machine because it's not vented because the idea is to keep a... Uh, don't no, want the oxygen getting in there overnight.
3: Yeah, I got to make sure I can seal my mat or my yeah. uh, boil kettle up, yeah. and and also maintain the temperature. Which right. luckily, my whole cobbled together DIY system that I kind of inherited from these guys, it actually has a, a thermal well hmm. in the boil kettle, so I can just throw a thermometer or temperature probe in there and. Be able to read it. It's just I'm gonna have to be there basically over the 24 48 hours just to babysit that and you just strike up the yeah. your, your
4: direct fire or, or, or ja- it,
3: it's or steam. it's steam but it's not a jacket it's like a little coil that runs through the center of the boil kettle oh, I And so huh. it's, it, like I said it, it's very much cobbled together I don't even know what the what that kettle was used for before but I'm pretty sure it wasn't beer because I have to mix it constantly to get a, a full rolling boil on it because the the coil mm. comes in somewhere in the middle and then coils down which means it's heating basically from the middle up, so the oh, stuff yeah, at yeah. the bottom doesn't even get heated. So it's huh. not even a calandria. You don't actually no. have a shroud that actually creates no. convection? Nothing like that, no. What,
4: what no. about my idea of putting the whole thing back and in, you know, clean out the, uh, the mash tun, put it in there, and then just do a RIMS thing where you run it back through a coil you put into the, into the kettle on a thermostat?
3: Yeah, it probably would work. I would just need that equipment, yeah. and just right now we don't have that. Uh, but right Let's now, go I, buy a radiator I, at the junkyard from a car. <laughs>
6: <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: I'm sure, going to Morton right State. I did in Golden State, like yeah.
3: Piggy, you know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we will have to try something like that. Or. Yeah. You're in Fresno, yeah. I mean, come on. There's that. radiators everywhere. Yeah. It's not like Actually, Tasty has to drink the beer. <laughs>
0: fucking
6: radiator.
4: put yeah, in a radiator.
0: <laughs> That'd be great. It's just a little bit green. That's all right. <laughs> One in each vessel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love it if that was like the, the exit brewers, like, you know, notes. Like, p- plans for, a for future. <laughs> radiator <laughs> contraption. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That'd be They're amazing. It. DIY Take ready. it back
4: to next week. Like, <laughs> yeah.
3: On my money man. Single use. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm gonna have to just basically sit there and babysit and, and see how because the, the boil kettle does mm-hmm. does have some insulation on it, but yeah. the overnight, like I've, I've heated up the preheated the water up to just about boiling, so it goes 2.11, and then I come in the next morning, it's like 140. Oh wow, so like, yeah, that was a lot of heat loss. So I'm gonna have to sit there and oh, yeah. tinker mm-hmm. with the steam valves and when you get a new equipment, yeah, you got to talk question. to your bosses about that. Yeah, we're we're trying to make uh, what we've got there work for as long as we can, and basically just put in some fermenters and max out that seven barrel system as we, as much as we can mm-hmm. before we're looking at either upgrading that spot there or just putting in a separate brew facility somewhere else where we've got a fifteen or a twenty barrel oh, wow. something that's a double sized, you know, a little upgraded in size. Yeah. Um you know, they, they've talked about, you know, they, you can be the, the head brewer over there. Like, I don't want to go over there. I want to do the small stuff. Yeah. Like, right, I mean, right. I just want to keep playing so around. Be
0: the design you know. studio. Yeah, you be yeah. the R&D. Here's how you get around the Berliner Weiss thing. Huh. Do a fucking collaboration with someone else. Make them use all their crap. Or just... That's how you do it. Sour
3: it in the fermenter. Or you can sour like it in the fermenter. Or I, can, oh, or I can do it and just piss everybody off and just twice dose twice acid straight should. into it when it's done. <laughs> you you can, can do that. Completely you skip it all. Or, yeah,
5: I think would great. You're a seven barrel? Seven barrel uh, brew house. Brew house, yeah. 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 Um, just anecdotally. Anecdotally? Yeah. Antidotally. Sure. Antidotally. Antedot- <laughs> right. Um When I did a Berliner Weiss, I knocked out at about 104, 105 in a 10 barrel batch. It cooled about eight degrees overnight just with the ambient. So it was about 98 the next
3: day. So that's all you lose. Still pretty pretty close to the range, right? The lacto will still be happy
5: at 98.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I will I have to test it out with some just straight water and just see what what I Fuck get around. off of it and yeah. yeah. Hopefully it's something that I can just set it and then come in the next day and deal with it rather than having to live there for two days <laughs> right yeah. i pretty right. much already lived there anyways but yeah yeah the, the fiance isn't happy with all of that so.
5: i can imagine not man yeah the first hour match at heretic took about three almost three. Oh wow in order to get the ph down low enough three days yeah yeah it was it was a while that sounds terrible yeah we got a saturday brew out of it that was fun
3: yeah that yeah. sounds fun totally intentional yeah it sounds great yeah yeah, I've seen some, like, I can't remember the brewery, but they make a shade. This is one of their, their ghosts, hmm. and they they put out there, like, yeah, it's not kettle sour. Like, we just take a sample, and we dose it with, you know, five or six different organic acids, and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, acetic, and tartaric, and malic and all lactic. these different lactic. little lactic, yeah, all these different notes that you would otherwise get out of a, a natural sour fermentation in any way. Well, they maybe just, not even
4: then. It might just be pure lactic out of a. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they, they
3: kind of well, no. they, they don't they, they, they want do to avoid the, the one note, yeah. and so they do those other oh. other kind of acids yeah. and sure. like that. That's I did similar with uh, uh, Riley's the pineapple mango sancho. their Blondale mm-hmm. when I first was was doing some some test batches with that, and I kept getting feedback that it needs more bitterness or it needs more tartness. It needs something to balance it out because it was just too sweet. And it kind of light bulb kind of clicked. I was like, well, yeah, you taste any fruit. Like, yeah, you got sweet, but you've always got tart. Yeah, You've got some kind of acidity to balance it out. Yeah. And on that one, I just added some citric acid to taste, basically, on the big batch that kind of scaled it up from the small batch. And that little bit of acidity was just exactly what we needed for that, for people to really enjoy it.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: So, like, they said a lot of it is kind of just screw you to all the, the fundamentalists. Is like, I'm going to do whatever I I, I want to do to to make a good product in the end and if right. they don't like it but everybody else does well then that's screw fine screw them <laughs> yeah you can either like it or you know join the party or sit there and, and poo-poo it off of the side while the rest of us are enjoying it yeah
0: have fun with your three-day brew
3: day yeah like but I, but I do want to try that, just to do it the ri- the right way. <laughs> well, I, yeah, just... I
0: think there's something to be said for, for tradition. And you try it because, you know, there is a different flavor. Maybe there isn't a different flavor. I don't know. I've never had this other one. Is it good? I'm you, sure that like people it? know it really well. I had only read about it, so I no, haven't okay. tried it.
3: No. Um, but like I said, if you're really not going for that super complex barrel-aged sour taste, well, if you're able to dose that, get it close enough. Close Just by your fun. palate, and yeah. if people are liking it, then can you really complain about it that much? And,
0: yeah, and, and I, I, I don't know. There's something to be said for being that transparent about how you're how you're achieving that sourness, too. I do kind of like that. Like, like, re- like yeah. love it or hate it, uh, fun, you know, uh, traditionalists or not, it's it's you're being up front and you're not trying to you know anybody. So
3: yeah, if I was you know bullshitting people and saying, oh yeah, this is a, a, a barrel aged sour and it right. really wasn't barrel aged, well yeah, there's something wrong with that. But if I'm straight up front and being like. Yeah, it's not barrel aged. I just soured it myself and Yeah,
0: well, I mean, you can get and you can get liquid uh, fucking oak tannin and powdered oak right. tannins oh, and yeah. shit like that and and all sorts of winemaking so you can you can pass off maybe, I'm assuming, um uh, a barrel aged beer that was never even saw real oak.
3: Yeah, but but to me I, I wouldn't be right in calling that an actual barrel aged sour or anything right. like that. I'm very much about transparency and like this is how this is my process. Like I've got nothing to hide from anybody. My recipes aren't secret. Yeah. Like it, to, to me, it's not the recipe that does it. It's everything else in between the recipe and actually the finished beer, mm-hmm. your process, uh, your Celeron. your ingredients, and everything right. else. Good. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah I'll, I'll give my recipe out to anybody, my techniques, because that doesn't mean you're going to make the same beer that I'm making. There's right. Ten, so
4: recipe's about 10%, I figure.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's a really bad recipe, then
4: it's like 40%. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That 10% yeah. could ruin the whole beer. <laughs> right. But, yeah. That 10 can
3: become 40, yeah. But, uh, you know, if it's yeah.
4: reasonable, then, yeah, the rest is how you up- Yeah, do it comes your in,
3: come down to your process. the The recipe for Pliny the Elder is out there for anybody who ever oh, wants yeah. it. Sure. I dare you to try to make an exact copy of that beer. Yeah. Like, well, it, we it's not to, down just the recipe. There's yeah. so much more to it. Well we used to sell it
0: at more beer too and uh back before the the hop extracts were around and so now you you know you buy it from I, I shouldn't say this but uh, I, the the recipe has changed several times. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Um, but there's that original recipe still out there, and I had someone email me like a year or two ago asking if that was really the recipe or we just made it up. And it's like no, <laughs> pull it that recipe. was it. Just so you guys know that technology changes and beers change and and ingredients you know, change. Ingredients oh, change yeah, for yeah. God's sakes. But and I but, remember
4: talking to video once. Right. I go, why you? Because I I brew a beer there once a year. And he's always adding this extra baseball thing. Yeah. Like, why are you changing that every year? He goes, well, if I don't change, people are just going to give be better than me. i gotta keep, I got to keep up. <laughs> you got to stay relevant. Like, yeah. Okay, sure. He doesn't want to have the plenty that he made back in 2003. Right. He needs to have a new plenty every year.
3: Yeah, you to, got to stay with the times. Exactly. I like that approach. I think it's pretty cool.
0: How are you handling, um, wor- uh, you know, working in the same town as all these other breweries? Are you guys doing um, any collaborations planned, or, or you know, kind of brewing
3: together with some stuff? We haven't done any collaborations. I'm actually kind of curious on how that would even happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I think that really the the new breweries, or ours included, kind of need to set their standards of what it is that they're doing, okay, and kind of forge their own path, and then kind of join up with the other breweries like Tioga that have their own path you know the the kind of stuff that they're known for the stuff that they're really doing well for us I don't think we've really found that yet so to collaborate with Tioga it's like I don't don't really see what I'm bringing to the table because I'm to me I'm still a complete freaking noob and yeah, these guys have been doing it for but way to,
0: But to everybody else, you're the brewmaster, right? You're the guy making the beer. So you know more than you think you do.
3: Yeah, and then, and then to me that... And my, that knowledge my, is worth something. My knowledge then is worth... That, that's why I'm uh, assistant vice president of the Homebrew Club. Yeah. Because that, that's where I started was with the Warthogs Homebrew Club and learning from all these other guys that have been doing it for way longer than I had been doing it. Um, and that's kind of how I see... Giving back is being an active part of the homebrew club and doing being that taking that same position as the guys that I looked up to, uh, bringing that knowledge along to the guys that are just getting into it, and may, maybe they'll be pursuing uh, being one of the, the the brewers in the area like a lot of my friends are, uh, or maybe they're kind of the next generation that maybe a few years from now they'll be ready to to open a brewery. Um, yeah, but there's there's still a lot of a lot of stuff that they need to just learn. It's kind of some some of the basic stuff. Uh,
0: So you want these people just to figure out their mark, figure out, especially you, your target, what your sweet spot is for brewing, and then you can maybe branch out. and and, uh, Because for you, you, is it all about, is it more about uh, offering knowledge, uh, really?
3: It's like, I don't, like I said, I still, I don't really know what I would bring to the table with Tioga, because all of the guys that are involved there, they've, they're at least on my level, or, or way beyond.
0: Yeah. And well, so, you know, like, I, don't, well, I don't anybody, like, what like, am I bring like some forty-one like. brewing, or whatever, whatever the forty-one, you know, like, like that, right? Like them. they nobody knows. You know, so Typically, maybe, maybe in a, you go in a with a some of that
4: collaboration like that. What you bring is is a, 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 some like thing you do differently yeah. that they've never done before,
2: and right. vice versa. Yeah.
4: You yeah sort I mean, of like bring you bring you try to make a beer that's got some of that in, in uh, involved. Like you both. I, have something unique
0: that you do yeah or just your palate <clears> it might be in style Can you know what i mean like hey let's let's yeah, let's collaborate on um fuck i don't know uh vienna lager
4: something you both yeah either one you make you do loggers, yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, we haven't done yet but that is uh on my schedule for the next month we're gonna do a uh a, a pre-prohibition logger. oh yeah since uh before it was chinatown it was actually germantown uh in the area that we're at and uh, doing some research into the history, I'd seen that there was uh, some, like, pamphlets that were being passed out back in the, in the late 1800s, you know, before the turn of the century, to get German uh, settlers to come to Fresno in the San Joaquin Valley, and they called it Sommerland, which oh. is the land of eternal summer, which, if you've ever been to Fresno, yeah, it's <laughs> summer all fucking year.
6: Okay, fucking yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: And so it makes sense. And so and surprisingly, that name hasn't been taken by anybody, and nice. nobody nobody does a pre-prohibition logger. Yeah, it's hard and to so, find them, man, for sure. Because yeah. so it's after uh, prohibition. That's a post-prohibition right now, lager. Yeah.
0: yeah, Warren, I don't think you could ever go to Fresno, because I think you would ignite. <laughs> yep. I would just sweat into
5: a puddle. Yeah. 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 I think
0: you would just Spunk spark. Just yeah. 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 It would be awful. The way
5: that might be why everywhere. I don't frequent Fresno.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's the only
5: reason. Right. Yeah.
3: I don't know. I think in the next year, there's, there's, there's going to be a a dozen reasons to stop in fresno yeah,
0: yeah it sounds like it is already it's, it's about yeah. to
3: blow up yeah it's really getting there. <clears throat> from we, the we sun <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
5: yeah. it, we're all about to ignite the scene's about to yeah. get real hot yeah, yeah. I, I, to done. Done. I was
4: gonna go there there was a homebrew club i was supposed to go talk at and i couldn't you make it so on many me. times he stopped Correct. asking i think but <laughs> you guys can go ahead yeah. and ask again i'll come down you yeah, kept looking at the weather <laughs>
5: we yeah. keep looking at our watches. Like yeah. Yeah, he's supposed to be here, like,
3: fault. Uh, he said he was yeah. going to be here. <laughs> we're thirsty. Uh,
0: well, Mike, I'm glad that you made the trip, man. Yeah, I'm glad you, you brought this the beers. Fine. They were they were delicious, and uh, I think we had a good time hanging out, man, as and long talking as uh, close your eyes beer and president. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, look, man, uh, it, it's just it's just about the appearance, but God, it
3: smells great. But do, you, do you never drink orange juice? Or I like, do. <laughs> I so do. Just pretend it's that. And it's, it's got it's 6% alcohol. I can't yeah. drive.
4: I have had
0: a lot of orange juice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no pulp variety. Pretend it's a mimosa. Yeah. There you go. See,
5: pretend I can drink mimosas.
0: Way. Yeah. But so not, does it just not need like some extra idea. carbonation? Or? Maybe. Maybe if you carbonate it a little bit more. And I don't know what it is, right? Like I, you know, I want to be accepted and I want to like I want to know what everybody's like excited about. <laughs> But, um, yeah. it's like when I see him on Instagram or whatever, people like to post these fucking beers oh. and it's like, they do. And I look at him and literally yeah. my stomach goes, yeah. Glug, glug. Yeah.
3: I just, I, I can't get behind it. Yeah. You look at it in person and yeah, like, then it, then that it doesn't look so bad, but then you put a flash on it and like, yeah, it looks yeah. like dirty dishwasher. Yeah. I'm like, stop taking pictures. Turn yeah.
4: your flash off. <laughs> yeah. When you put light on it, those little particles, like explode with light yeah yeah there's it, a reason yeah, they put through.
0: that stuff in cans and not bottles yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true uh mike full circle brewing um you can go to i believe it's fullcirclebrewing.com. full circle
3: yeah or the facebook the facebook's a little facebook more page. active yeah okay yeah we, we're, we're constantly having events that's one of the things that's kind of setting us apart is that we've got this huge space to be able to do events different music and a lot of
4: music i saw on
3: your website yeah yeah definitely lots of nights a week kind of thing yeah there's and there's like video clips on there which is
0: kind of cool you can see what's going on yeah yeah Yeah.
3: we're 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 real active on that and just really making it into an event place and that's what the the owners are looking to do is make it pretty much an event place to do concerts and shows like that nice and then also have the brewery attached sure so something very unique that is very cool what else is very cool is craftbeer.com.
0: It oh, was built so cool. to communicate the passion, authenticity, excitement, creativity, camaraderie, and the joy of the craft beer community. Plain and simple, craftbeer.com was created on behalf of U.S. craft brewers to celebrate the best of American beer. When visiting craftbeer.com, you can expect to learn about all aspects of the amazing craft brewed beer from America's small and independent producers, not just how to better enjoy the beverage in your glass, but about the individuals and processes behind your beer. Their goal is to energize and engage craft beer enthusiasts and arm them with the resources to be active and educate appreciators of the ever-expanding craft beer movement. Check it out, craftbeer.com. Mike, I appreciate it, dude.
3: Thanks so much for having me, guys.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Come back anytime. Uh, we're going to do some beer news after this. We're going to taste my homebrew, so you're more than welcome to hang out if you want an excuse to throw up. It's best if you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you say? I said, it's best if you go.
4: <laughs> you, you might, you might, uh, you, you, yeah. If you, if, you, if you still some angst about him, you know, Don shitting on your beer, you got a chance to get even. Oh, <laughs>
0: yeah. there we go. Oh. A hang on. For it's the
2: session. We'll be back. You're listening to The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. rest mashing is easy to do, all for under 300 bucks. They also feature the Mark II work pump, a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much, as well as exclusive Brewers Edge regulators and quality Keg King kegs and disconnects. Check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to brew their vast selection. With over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions, Moylan's Brewing Company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a
5: sign
4: of awesomeness. woo it's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, Easy come- bread. oh yeah. Oh, Moilens. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the whites in bed. <laughs> Nobody's bothering your ass anymore.
1: That's Moilens time. Moilens is for you. Yeah! It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love. Oh yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moilens.
2: Gotta try it on tap at Moilens in Novato. They're friggin' awesome! Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack Tall Boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at moylands.com <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's definitely more of an American meat, but I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer?
1: Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know
2: beer.
0: Hey, this is Julian Trego from Beachwood Brewing, and you are listening to session on the Brewing Network. Hey, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Bev, you are so amazing. I am. Thank you very much. She, yeah. She knew exactly how long it would take. She did. <laughs> she, she did. I still don't have a glass of water, but no. that's okay. Uh, well, you that's have fine. a uh, giant glass. Yeah. But I got these little shooters. Like um a of water. Whatever. What are you going to do, right? Right. We're going to taste some of Warren's beer, too, on the oh, show. Oh, no. Are you
4: excited, Another Tasty? One. I'm very excited. <laughs> he sounds like it. Well, they've, <laughs> all been, they've all been good, so I mean. I'm, yeah. They've this been okay. This one's
5: drinkable. Yeah. You won't I'm spit like,
4: this one out either.
5: They've been left of good, but that's okay. No, no, they've been <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah, this is the new Vienna Lager just on tap I today. Can do that. You don't have to do that, but, oh, no. yeah, yeah. fresh out of the tank. Okay, then go ahead.
0: <laughs> it's no slow clap, but it's a different one. Those are, okay? So um, these, these are O'Neal Stouts, right? These are my beers, and then these <laughs> are the Do uh, You hear that hiss? Anyway, um, Nishimini Creek. Actually, these guys are going to be on 417 show. They're pretty awesome. They've been br- they've been on the Philly beer map scene. Uh, on the Philly beer map since 2012. Sorry, I've had some beers. Uh, they are three-time Philly Beer Scene Magazine Brewery of the Year, 2014, 15, and 16. Two-time GABF Vienna-style lager medal winner, 2013 gold, and 2016, they won the bronze for that. Also a bronze for their smoked lager in 2016. So they're winning some awards out there in Philly. Uh, they've expanded and recently renovated their tap room with 24 beers on tap, 18 of which are rotating and seasonal or limited beers. Variety, they have a variety of styles. From hoppy double IPAs to sessionable and poundable lagers to oak-fermented Saisons and sour beers, plus brew tours on Saturday. They have a new second location opening this spring. Check them out, NishiminiCreekBrewing.com. If you're out that way, check them out. Uh, They're good dudes. I can't wait to try their beer. Uh, I hope to God they have a Vienna lager and they ship it out to us. That's going to be amazing, Warren. Yeah, if not, we should cancel them. (laughs) We should cancel Hey, Jeremy. Go jump off a cliff with your no being a logger having ass.
4: Oh, and Uh, on uh, the Jamil show, I said, uh, "Email me a picture of you there, and I'll send you a sticker, tasty sticker." Oh, nice! Yeah, that's cool. Give me this through April. April. (laughs) Bev,
0: you—that's poormit. So this is my oatmeal stout. Oh, the one—is it the Morbi recipe? No, that's been totally. It's totally different. But this was bottled in my fucking janky-ass bottling wand hey, well method. poured it out recently. So. <laughs> Your Teflon wand. Mm-hmm. It has some it has some decent carbonation to it. Left. Sort of.
4: There's no problem with carbonation. But she
0: didn't pour my fucking water, babe! <laughs> they would
4: fired. not say this beer is under carbonation.
0: Yeah, yeah, they they would not, right? No. How is it? Is it all right? Be honest. But not too uh, honest. D- yeah. You're,
4: good luck. Be 75% <laughs> honest. <laughs> <laughs> good luck with. I hope you. you're dressed early in the flight. <laughs> right? No, it's actually very clean, which is, of course, when you actually send a beer a- to competition, clean's good, right? Yeah. So you that's what they're it- looking for is flaws.
0: It's in the the normal oatmeal stout category. That's yes. what, Okay. Yeah. So I bumped it up. You know, it's not my like the recipe I worked on forever and ever.
4: Why would you change it now?
0: Because I. So I was talking about it on Doctor Homebrew. Actually, I brought it. I brought the like originally overanalyzed. Yeah, those assholes oh, and. Um, Oh, we got and, some advice, and yeah, and I kind of realized that I'm brewing it for me, but trying to enter it into this category that it doesn't fit in because it's not roasty enough. It's, I don't like a lot of roast in my oatmeal stouts. I, I don't like them at all, and so I kind of knocked all the the roast out of my stout and went pale chocolate. Mm-hmm. And the, and Brian, I think, was the one. He goes, he goes, ditch the pale chocolate and just go chocolate because it has some roast to yeah. it. But it, yeah. so you because because I want that. I want it to be evident that it's a stout, and a lot of the comments I was getting at NHC was it kind of tastes more like a porter. And so for competition to go into the oatmeal stout for category, com- yes. swap it out to a little bit I swapped bit, it out. Yeah, I actually also swapped out uh, the crystal malt for British crystal to kind of get a little mm. more of that mid-palate mouthfeel because I felt mine was a little watery. Um, because in the past, that, that, that uh, recipe would only get 35 maybe. I think I topped out once at a 40. We're using Breece crystal malt or what, what uh, yeah. yeah american crystal okay. yeah yeah
5: um, yeah the crystal malt uh, definitely has a big part
0: yeah so i um, specifically brewed this for uh, competition it's maybe a little too rich for me normally but Bebo brought me brought me water wow she didn't bring me water
5: no oh is this your glass she's glaring at me for
4: like <laughs> she's shoving it right That in was a death face. stare uh, uh, that's a good strategy where you uh, you know you change your recipe up a little bit to, to make sure that it uh, it's right. more in style yeah. And once a beer is like you know, if it tastes good, the judges are like you know, and it's, and it's close to style, they won't even mention style. They're more about how good the beer tastes. Is it right. close to style?
3: Yeah, it's close enough.
4: Yeah. For me. Yeah. All right. It's definitely a stout. Mike, it, what do you think?
3: I, I really dig the uh, the aroma on it. Just like really creamy, I guess aroma. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't say quite banana, but it just it, it reminds me of when my mom would make a the vanilla wafer banana pudding. Hmm. Just that, yeah. that real sweet, and it's probably more vanilla than anything. I, I don't have the the best palate in the world to mm-hmm. pick out things, but it I, did, shows. I did really. <laughs> <Okay>. I'm joking, asshole. Yeah, I did. I the uh, the aroma vanilla wafer. Really I think really, like rich I,
0: I, vanilla. I could see that. It, yeah. yeah, I could see that.
4: Yeah, it's yeah. yeah.
0: great. Yeah, pleasant to drink. Oh, yeah. and I used so, English ale yeast on this. So chocolate malt was the darkest malt that you used. In this mirror? No, I also used um uh German prints. The Black Prince. Black prins. Prins, Yeah. Black prins? Okay, yeah. so it's essentially a de-husked. Yeah. Yeah. I use that too. Yeah. I got Black prints and the German Prince mixed up mixed up and that's something <laughs> that should never happen. No, yeah, that doesn't happen. No. <laughs> no.
5: Um I think you might still have a, a lack of roast issues. God
0: damn it, Warren! From From
5: a, ju- from a competition perspective. Yeah, okay. Really? Um, not nothing style? I don't like. Style not is nothing the one I, I it's, don't it's like nice. this beer and, no, no, don't, and, no, and no, wouldn't no, I drink it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a very tasty beer, but if I'm judging in a competition. Mm-hmm, which you are. Right now, yeah. yeah I, I I would be looking for a little bit more of a dark dark malt character.
4: Okay. So say, you, had, for instance, in judging, you might have had... Two beers that were actually a little bit over roast. Exactly. By the and time you, get, to and this. you get to this beer, you go like, <laughs> right? Look <at> this.
5: Exactly. <laughs> Someone yeah, put we're, a
1: fucking so porter <laughs> Exactly.
4: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm thinking if
5: it comes late in the flight, okay, and it come to this, yeah, it might
0: run into issues with the roast character. If I make it into the second round, do you think I should bump the roast up? Are you going to rebrew it? If you? Oh yeah. You oh, yeah, okay. yeah yeah yeah. I mean, this beer yeah. is this beer's only two
1: and a half weeks old. Week well, beer, so yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah, I I would bump it up a little bit. Do you think darker. I should re
0: it? I don't know. I mean, I just made that up. Well, we'll see what the
1: comments I might not actually are. do
5: it.
0: Yeah. Mm. right,
4: exactly.
5: Okay. We'll see what the, see the comments, the comments are. are. And then decide.
4: And you could, you know, do some tincturing kind of thing at the end, too, if you would. Just make a nice little batch of roasty stuff.
0: Yeah. You can add
4: it, you know, at bottling time if you want.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. You want to try yeah. my... Kradzitsky, or do you want to try your yeah. fucking shit piece of shit beer? <laughs> uh,
5: well, mine's not smoked, so
0: depending on how smoky yours is, maybe it's not very. Know. It's a three point two percent beer. It's not very smoky. Okay, yeah, then we can do yours first. You want to do mine? Okay. Sure. Oh, Bev will get. Oh, good god! Don't worry. Yeah, I'm not going to put we you in. we today. don't want to
4: inconvenience you. <laughs> really. Don't
6: worry.
4: Yeah, did your jump up? Yeah. Yeah, it took like five minutes, but it was the jump. Right, we're still waiting, but it's a little jump. You jumped.
3: I did make a, yeah, uh, an pour, oatmeal
0: stout. You can recently. pour mine in that because I, bl- I blew in it. Yeah, I made What's an up?
3: oatmeal stout with uh, Ceylon cinnamon in there and toasted 50 pounds of flaked oats at home, which took two goddamn days. It was the worst idea wow. ever. 50 pounds? Pa- yeah, dude. I did yeah. a,
0: a 14.4 ounces of this and toasted it, and it took about 15 minutes. So, yeah, I could see that sucking a lot. Yeah, it, w- it was a terrible idea.
6: The beer
3: came out pretty good, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was terrible. The, 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 the I was going for a, a oatmeal raisin cookie, mm-hmm. and so I added a little bit of special b. It wasn't nearly enough special b for it to come out. Yeah, um, but the the rest of the beer came out pretty good. It wasn't it wasn't quite as as rich as that. I think the kind of spice kind of cut through it a little bit. Okay, um, but all it was, right. It was definitely just a shot in the dark experiment. I actually yeah. never made an oatmeal stout before that, so it was would you do it again? Uh, I would change it up. I think I used too much oats because there's zero head retention whatsoever. Mm. This is like 30-plus percent oats. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, way too much. Yeah. So yeah. I would definitely cut that back somewhere more and, and maybe put some flaked barley to get that signa- signature uh, head retention on it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that, w- that was one of those that was just a shot in the dark experiment. Let's make something yeah. that maybe is like an oatmeal raisin cookie. And the raisin didn't come out. So like, okay, well, it's an oatmeal cookie stout. and. Yeah, kind of went off of that. Why not? Yeah, why not use that that cinnamon yeah. from Sri Lanka? That's a little different from what you're used to, and like a you know a big red stick of gum or something. Yeah, it's not nearly as pungent, but it definitely has enough cinnamon to it. I so just threw a half pound in at the end of the end, end of the boil into some some bags and sounds good. It was it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. definitely try it out and refine it next time. Awesome. Yeah, Matt Sanger, the brewer down at Danville
5: Brewing Company, does an oatmeal raisin stout. Yeah, he's been doing it like as a home stout. brewer, too. Right, yeah. yeah he he kind a, of grew it up. Yeah. yeah. He did a commercial batch this fall. Yeah. One of their, one of their first
0: batches, and I it haven't was pretty tasty. It. I mean, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Speaking of pretty good, when do you think of my Pivo Gorzitsky? Yeah, when's the Vienna coming? Shit. <laughs> I don't know. Mike, you brew Vienna? Because Warren wants a good one. Right, right yeah. Whenever
3: there's a good one. I mean, <laughs> not yet, but apparently I have to. <laughs>
0: I mean, so this is a three. So the he- so, the the top of the style for this is three two, and I made this three three. It, so it's got a, s- a defined a style in the BJCP. Yeah, on the historical, it's like twenty seven okay. e or some bullshit like that. For what style? Grodzitsky, <laughs> the smoke beard right here. Oh, Grothser. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I gotcha. yeah. <laughs>
3: That's a um, new new
4: style in this. Yeah, it,
0: yeah. The new guidelines have it. The new in guidelines have it. Yeah. Um, so I intentionally pushed it a little bit. It, it seems
4: bigger than three three or.
0: Well, that's good. It's yeah, that's 100% good. oak smoked wheat malt. I bumped the um uh the IBUs up by like 5, you know, over mm-hmm. the thing just because I feel like this beer it, normally if you have it I I mean I I made it at like 28 and it tasted really thin. This tastes very thin. Um, but it's not like uh, I don't know. I feel like to stand out in a, in, a, in a with a beer like this in the historical category, which covers like London Porter or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, I think you need to be a little bit beefier than the style. I don't know if that is going to serve me well I, or not. I think it will. Yeah, especially on a, a, a
5: smaller beer like this, being yeah. at the higher end of the style yeah. is it's definitely true, a most smart. Every idea. style,
4: you want to be at the higher end, of it. or if yeah. Not, yeah. Just eat it a
5: little. Yeah, you want to make sure that those flavors hammer home for the judges, right?
0: Right. You know. Right.
4: You're just making it higher in alcohol for just you know the hell of it. There's no purpose to that, but for flavor, malt flavor, hop flavor, yeah, make a bigger beer.
3: But outside yeah. of the competition, this is pretty damn good. No,
0: thank you. Thanks. I'm pretty pleased with it. What do you think about it?
3: I'm not, I'm not familiar with the style. Though. It's a You're good right.
0: beer. It's yeah. clean. It's, it's not, got. I, I've had two. I've had two examples. One from someone on Doctor Homebrew, and then one that I made. So yeah. I don't know either. Actually, that's a lie. But you can you can find one at the store. You can. They're hard to find. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh. It's like I forget the brewery name, but I think it's called like 1806 or something. It's it. I don't know. It's in a taller bottle. You can find that monument actually. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Every
4: once in a while. And it, this uh, clarity is, is normal for... I mean, is that within the well, style? Well, no. I don't know. It, it's it's, weed, it. it's
0: supposed to be brilliantly clear. Really? Brilliant. But I added a bunch of biofine, and this is as clear as I could get it, which mm-hmm. um, I the the um, I posted a photo on my Instagram or whatever of, like, a side-by-side. thing was fucking murky as fuck. Like, super, super murky. And this is as clear as I could get it. So I, I think I'm going to lose a point, maybe, but I think it has to be an asshole to, to ding me a point on that. It's a yeah. little... A there's a hazy. slight
5: haze, a but but you can clearly <laughs> see to the other side of the glass.
0: Yes, you so, can read through yeah. Yeah, it. Yes, just, yeah, yeah. But, but there's it, but it is it's not, brilliant. Brilliant. It's not brilliant. It's not brilliant. It's not brilliant. No. So I don't know. I mean, oh,
3: I hope your kid well, how do, fails. How do you do your <laughs> first grade? <laughs> how do you do your uh, your dosing? You just I um I just put from the hip and
0: yeah. I, so it, it, I just read the thing where it was like a quarter tablespoon. Per five gallons, and I'm doing um, three gallon batches. So I just started with that, and left it for a day, and I didn't really see anything. it's like, well, fuck it. I'm just I did. I, then I jumped up to one <laughs> tablespoon, and shook it up, and then the next day I got this. So I'm like, okay, I need to I need to keg this thing, or uh, yeah, I need to keg it now. So
3: yeah, I've been using a Nalco, which is basically just the no name version of, of biofine no, okay. colloidal silica. Same same idea, uh, but I'll take a sample of the the base beer after I've cold crashed it to where it's it's as clear as it's going to get on its own yeah and then dose it with different rates you know per barrel uh, to get an idea of yeah you do like a bench trial or whatever yeah how how clear it's going to be but also then how solid does it settle out because if you use way too much you'll get super duper clear beer. But you'll throw away half of your batch because it's so fluffy at the bottom. Right. Um, so that's that's where I've kind of had to dial it in with something like a clusterfuggle, the the the, cluster, the the cream ale. Um, to, and that's where it takes a little bit longer. And that's part of why I like those hazy IPAs. that I'm able to turn mm. them around super quick and not have to wait for them to crash out. <laughs> right. Whereas right. the cluster, now that I've got an idea that I can throw in however much mm. of Nalco it, it seems to take per batch and get it pretty clear, but... The first initial trials, I pull a sample and dose it with different rates to see Mm -hmm. not only how clear it got, but how solid it settled out. Yeah. And I've had to do that for different beers, and it's been pretty different in dosage Mm. on that stuff.
0: Well, you're better at math than I am. Remember that. Eh, Possibly. (laughs) I just wing it. I mean, dude, I bottled with a fucking bottle filler, wedged up a picnic tap. (laughs) Uh, I was not even thinking that, but. Oh, that's right. That's how I bottled with this. And I used Teflon tape to seal it. I'm not very. (laughs) not very good what do you think of the carbonation level on this it's supposed to be like very effervescent
5: oh yeah good. i think that
0: could be
3: increased <laughs> well, yeah it's a little creamy but yeah it's, it's a li- not yeah a bad way I
5: mean. especially if the style guy says effervescent yeah so this is not that yeah no yeah well maybe Did if someone didn't lose it?
0: his fucking beer gun yeah i already shipped it <laughs> hey more
5: beer is how far from your house and <laughs> bless you um uh, too far too far too oh, far sorry that's on me then yeah
0: well anyway those are my nhc entries yeah i think i have a good shot i don't know yeah, no, I, you get a chance. yeah.
5: <laughs> I mean <laughs> well, how
0: many yeah, other graczynski's are there <laughs> by definition
4: <laughs> <laughs> i have a chance <laughs> Like dumb <and> dumber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, i got a chance so you're yeah. saying there's a chance yeah.
0: well see and i don't know how they're going to do it i mean uh, do they lump all of the historical beers on one flight Right. Well, well, what's it's the major category for the
4: It's a subcategory, a away, right? This this right? Is a, yeah. Uh, category of what, hybrid
0: or something? Tor- uh, historical beer. Historical beer. It's like oh. 27. Then, yeah, based on like, the size C of the competition.
4: Yeah. Yeah, like I assume the first round of the national competition. Here, I also, would I would expect to be like 8 to 10 beers of this, in this category. That's what I would expect, right. also. So let so, me yeah, you're going uh, to be a better historical beer. And this other historical beer in a completely different style. But he's
5: only competing against the other people that send this style to his judging center. I
4: don't know, well, which could
3: be... Well, no, no, no. I no. don't think so, because... you're okay, so not going to get
4: first, second, and third in this this historical style. It's going to be first, second, and third for historical style, right?
3: I, th- I think
0: so. So here are the historical beers. You have the, the Gozas, which I think oh, going I up against that is going to be right. tough. Oh, yeah. uh, Kentucky Common, which we talked about earlier. Yeah, there's another new one. Uh, Lichten no
6: idea. <laughs> uh, <and heiny. laughs> a London
0: Brown Ale, uh, the Pivo Grotzycki, uh pre-Prohibition Lager, which I think this will be really tough to go up against. Oh, yeah. uh, Pre-Prohibition Porter, which I've never fucking heard of. Uh, Roggen Beer and uh, Sati, whatever. Sa, sati. Sati. Yeah, sati. There, there's yeah. some
5: pretty popular historic
0: styles in there that you'd be up against. Yeah, so I don't know if if they break it out because it does have a sub. I think it's like E or whatever yeah. with the sheet prints out. So,
4: but it's one of the, what there's a major number for this twenty or twenty seven. Okay, so yes, yeah, so. they only give a first, second, or third in the twenty seven. They don't oh, get it. right. That's okay. true. Yeah,
5: not twenty seven E. Right. Yeah. Well, that's fucked up of them, not me. <laughs> right. Well, maybe you should uh, petition to have that changed. Maybe I
0: should. Yeah. Maybe
4: well, I you, know, except, you know, the IPA thing is going to be like one hundred <laughs> and ten entries.
0: <laughs> right. They still yep. only get first. Yeah, five years. years. Yeah. Five years Don't complain after, too I'll
4: much. You're <laughs> one true. of 20, not one of 90.
5: Maybe if you get 150 people to enter this category,
0: they might spin it off. Yes. Let's do, do it, it everybody. Right. I need the BN Army to rally against the Pivo Grodzki. <laughs> help, help JP get a medal. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
6: basically, tank your recipes, yeah. you fucks. We'll redraw, the,
4: redraw the lines until he gets one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, thank you. That would be nice. Yeah, well, then we'll throw <laughs> all the other guys yeah. out. Right. And then we'll register at would be like the G A V F.
0: That was a joke, by the way. Uh, well, what, what, are, what is this beer that you, that you brought us, Warren? Before we get to beer uh, news real quick. Oh, right. We can leave. Um, it's
5: quite malty. So it's a Vienna lager.
0: Um, not like
5: the one that we did last year at Sierra Nevada. Yeah. Kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. A lot lighter um, in color. Yeah. And uh, pretty malty. Just hoppy enough to kind of crisp it out at the end so it's not super cloying and, and, and makes you want to drink it
0: more. I think. Anyway, we'll see what you guys think. It's good. I like it. Yeah, it definitely isn't as uh, malty as, as the one we made at Sierra. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would I would compare it to the one I made at Eagle Rock, but I never got any of that. I never got any of that either. Yeah, fucking mm. Kevin.
4: Well, the yeah. one you made at Sierra had some adjuncts, right? Some other like
5: well, usual malts or something. Uh, Justin it wanted did. it to be pretty dark. Yeah, and so it had quite a bit of, of roasted grains in it just oh. to give it the color. Mm-hmm. This than just to Vienna. Yeah, this. Was is mainly Vienna base, and then has a little bit of Pilsner in Munich, and then but that's lighter uh, in the
4: than the yeah,
5: right, right exactly. And so there's three, I think, just under four pounds of Carafa Two Special, just oh. to give it just a little orangey color. Um, Are you happy with it? Rather the dark so. yellow is more, orangey. Yeah. Right, yeah. And so um, it just barely gets in there under the the SRM limits for the style. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty pleased with it. My goal was kind of just to make a Lower ABV, slightly hoppier Oktoberfest, because that was really popular this past fall. Okay. So we'll see see what people think of it. Well, I think you well, did If they that.
4: don't like it, just rename it Oktoberfest.
5: Exactly. Well, that's, <laughs> that was literally my test. It's like, well, we'll see if people like the beer or if they just like the name. There you go. And so, because I think this is was a little bit tighter and better than the Oktoberfest was, because that was only the second lager that I had done at yeah. the time. Yeah. And so done quite a few since, and so this is... Quite a bit better, I think. So we'll see.
4: Yeah. No, off the faucet is have more carbonation than this beer.
5: Yeah, uh, this was this was uh, not a great growler fill. I'm still fuckers. I'm
0: still working. I'm still letting the bar staff do oh, it. Like and so, well. well, what you got to do yeah. is you got to get a bottling wand and wrap Teflon tape around it and just jam I it. I should up try into that Yeah, I should try that method. And that's what you should yeah. try. Yeah. I mean, it clearly works. Yeah. So
5: so it is more carbonated right out of the tap. But thank yeah. God, right? Tasty. Right. I mean, fuck, saves this beer. Well, no,
4: no, it, it changes the beer. Yeah. Uh, it'll, it, it it'll. does. Add, it's like adding, you like, uh, especially in a beer that's like got low IBUs like this. It's like adds another thirty percent bitterness to the beer. The mm-hmm.
5: And and this is also fairly warm too, because I did. Uh, it took a while to get here, as usual. Yeah, it's, like,
4: so, <laughs> um, it's like one of the most tra- worst so, drives in the world. Yeah,
5: so it only spent probably, well, since I got here right before the show, in the cold room. So this is yeah. probably about 15 degrees warmer than when it comes out of the tap, too, which would also accentuate the bitterness. Okay. But, yeah, I
0: think it tastes pretty good. Sounds great, you man. Get your cooler, yeah. For my car, get your cooler. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, to drive the beer up here, yeah, yeah. Speaking of tasting good, uh, if you guys are in town, if, if you're in the Bay Area, hit up Drake's. Go to Drake's Brewing, uh, and they're in uh, San Leandro. They have the Drake's uh, dealership, yep, right, which I think is in Oakland, right? It's in Oakland. I yes, have yet Oakland. to be there, it's but a I hear great stop. it's, one of the it's all the rage. It
4: is, it's and a very I nice spot. think they're
0: opening a spot in Sacramento. Drake's, yeah. Wow. Right?
4: In like some weird like friggin' community area. They're gonna be like being the beer purveyor of this in this one little community thing that they built.
0: Uh, Yeah, well have you have you seen the building that
4: they're in? Like Mike condy posted a
0: picture. It looks like this. I don't know how it stands, it stays up like it It looks like a friggin' modern art sculpture. It's like a like like a gourd or something. Yeah, it's like like two (laughs) ends, right? And it's like this swoop. Yeah. Uh, And it's all wood. It's fucking amazing looking building. I don't know Is that what's happening. Maybe That sounds no. like it, but um, and anyway, it, it's going to be great. So they're they're expanding uh, definitely. But if you if nice. you see Drake's on the shelves, man, pick it up. You won't be disappointed. And if you're around, uh, definitely hit them up. You can go to their tasting room. You go to the barrel room there at the brewery. Uh, you know, good stuff. Good people. I good Voted stuff. for
4: them today on the uh,
0: for what? what are the AJ has
4: their annual uh, best beers in America thing. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And. You Get to vote for two different breweries or beers. Yeah, and you select first you select the brewery, then you select the beer. And uh, I go, I want to vote for fifteen hundred. So I did. There you go. they pay well. It's really good. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. Uh, speaking of good, let's do some beer news real fast. <clears throat> yes, please. Uh, just because there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good stuff. Uh, Zima is coming back. <laughs> Really? Yeah. No. Oh, I've been missing it. I know, right? Uh, nearly 25 years after it was first introduced, miller Coors may be preparing to bring Zima back to the U.S. market. The company filed for a trademark on the term in April of last year, uh, and the mark was recently published for opposition, asking if the filing was an indication the company would be bringing back the clear, lightly carbonated alcoholic beverage. miller Coors only indicated there will be more news to come in the future. Uh, this is a quote from Miller They said, if you're one of the zillion fans.
6: <laughs>
0: okay, An imaginary number. Zillion fans. Right. Uh, who have missed Zima, the answer should be clear. That was oh, their statement. It. Yeah. Uh, the comp- uh, and I remember, uh, like. I totally got that. When did that it leave? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, uh, there is in no color. There. 95. I remember being oh. at my friend's house, and uh, we would open a Zima. Yeah. And drink like half of it And then fill it with water And put the Because there's a twist off And put the cap right. back on And we never got Like really in trouble for it But I think it's one of those things That parents like Really you oh. fucking idiots <laughs> I don't even know You were responsible
5: For Zima going out of business <laughs>
0: Probably like, Why is this water And <laughs> shit fall? here Yeah uh, Their their trademarks uh, On Zima And other related products Were canceled in 2012 uh, It was the first Quote Alternative beverage Introduced to uh, Three test markets In 92 Expanded in 93, then taken national in early 94. Um, they
3: blah, uh, blah, 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 blah. I
4: don't think anyway. I've ever had one. Uh, what is it? Anybody had it? I, just, uh,
0: Mike's, Mike's part of
3: lemonade with with less lemonade. It's just clear. Oh, okay, it has a yeah. lemony kind
4: of
0: character. I, yeah. I,
3: I, I don't really remember. I was it's all the alternatives when it went off the market. So I, I think have no they idea.
0: do well. They had they had a Zima Citrix in '98, which I think was like oh. a citrusy thing. I, I don't remember it to be honest with you. I can't tell you, but it out they should be clear, tasty. That we're really? How about a New England? New,
6: New England.
3: I <laughs> <New England laughs> no. oh, like a I know what I'm working on when I get back. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. England-style Discontinued in two thousand
0: eight, <laughs> oh. following the formation of Miller Coors uh, Joint Venture. But yeah. it continues.
3: So, so basically, it's it's Obama's fault,
0: right? Thanks, Obama. <laughs> uh, but it continues to sell in Japan and other international markets. <gasps> so interesting, you know. So so Coors has to refile. <laughs> they have to refile for the trademark because they abandoned it, I guess. And if yeah. I'd known that, I would have filed for a right. Trademark. Might as well I lock I mean, that come thing on, down, dude. Jesus. Then you you could make could so, so much money back. selling it back, right? To Coors. Oh right my now? god, forget about it. All the zillions of fans? <laughs> fucking zillions, zillions dude. Zillions.
4: Zillions. That, was almost, a zillion be that
0: was almost like my bad Fresno. But what was the fucking name, the beer name I just gave you? Fres, it was like Fres Oh, Fres... Fresence? Yeah, Fresents, I think is probably what it was. The essence of Fresno? Yeah. Fresns. It's, it's probably still going to get used. To, so I,
5: think
3: well. <laughs> I think it should.
0: I think it should. This is a an article entitled, Heineken launches craft beer for non-craft beer drinkers. Thank oh, God. Which Something I thought... They should,
4: they should do that well if anybody... Yeah. About damn time. I thought, was
0: We've all been well, I thought it, it
4: was Heineken. You know I thought it was Lagunitas. I thought it was Lagunitas.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the new beers are a Bavarian-style Pilsner and an American-style IPA. Oh, craft beer because, oh, yeah. they, they craft beer. <laughs> because there's not there enough American style IPAs out there in the world. <laughs> yeah. Never heard they're, of it. Or they're being rolled yeah. out this month um, under the uh, the Malt Smiths Brewery label. Apparently, oh. that's owned by Heineken. Uh, Sam Fielding, who heads up the new beer team at Heineken, uh, said the company could have a positive impact on the sector. For uh, although people were talking about and experimenting with new beers, around 75 percent of beer drinkers had not yet tried quote and this is literally in quotes Craft beer. (laughs) 75%. 75% of people who drink beer have not tried, quote, craft beer. Wow.
3: Were they in Fresno
0: huh. when they asked that question? <laughs> <laughs> <You laughs>
4: might be. Uh, okay, let's assume that huh. they did a, like, a completely random... You know, you know, yeah, we'll
0: yeah right. who knows is where that, okay. this was All done, right? right. Yeah. Uh, Sam Fielding, this is a quote from Sam Fielding. He says, this is about getting curious beer drinkers into the category and expanding their repertoire with more flavorsome beers. Huh? Flavorsome beers. Oh. Which will be a springboard for them to discover beers from the 1,500 breweries in the U.K., he says. Uh, I wonder if this is only in the U.K., then. No, Wait, it maybe. might be. Uh, they spelled flavor with a U. So oh, yeah. so that's uh, 25%, that's
4: 25% thing, that's, 75. That's UK. <laughs> that's UK,
0: yeah, uh-huh. which makes sense yeah. over yeah. there.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you I'm sure want, they're like, heard. If a 25-year-old goes to <laughs> a bar with other 25-year-olds around here, you're going to be drinking craft.
0: You're going to be drinking craft right. beer, yeah. Well, that's why the Americans are better than the English. Well, better. Yeah. Um, not this different.
4: is about supporting. It's further along the timeline. No, right. better. Yeah, right. God better? damn yeah.
0: it. Yeah, we won. They yeah. lost. We won. Uh, this is about supporting our customers and growing the category for the entire industry. The Maltzmiths Pilsner contains Centennial, Chinook, and Columbus hops. Uh, leading, the- oh, leading the way. Right. Yeah. Brand new Chinook, fresh on the man. market. In a pilsner. Um, you never that's the heard pilsner? That. That's the pilsner. Huh. The, Pils- the Malt Smith's pilsner contains Centennial Chinook and Columbus hops to give it earthy pine and citrus flavors, uh, flavors with a U, with depth, while the maltsmiths IPA, oh, fuck hours. if this ma- IPA has oh. like noble hops, oh, I'm going to throw up. With
5: Hallertau Middle <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, Has a more caramel base, so there you go, English yes, IPA, oh, of course, uh, with hops giving notes of citrus, grapefruit, and tropical fruits, uh, with, and a little pine for freshness. <laughs> both beers are 4.6 percent wait
6: <laughs> yes
5: it definitely is the uk then oh if yeah. an ipa yeah, is 4.6 developed 6%. at the Caledonian
0: brewery in edinburgh
5: i mean yeah. i'm not both i'm all beers for are a 4.6 percent 4. ipa
0: me too let's do it uh <laughs> Maybe uh, a oh friend. boy! One of the people who uh, developed the recipes, uh, Alex Brandon Davies, explained that they had wanted to brew beers that would quote appeal to the beer curious, who for whatever reason have quote yet to experiment. <laughs> is that one of the, the new genders on Facebook?
5: It might uh, be. I, I'm beer curious. This Fifty shades yeah, of, it's of fucking beer. Door, yeah. Wow! <laughs> I, I didn't know I was, but I'm am I was born this way. I'm pretty sure. God.
6: The choice I'm we're
0: beer- hoping that be- <laughs> we're hoping that beer drinkers will love the fuller flavors with a U, and it will be their first step into experimenting with beers from the hundreds of other breweries in the UK. Bold statement, bold wow. and b- brass and big and
5: ballsy and brass. <laughs> well, I'm glad that they're finally brewing for the everyday man. Me too. Well, yeah. Thank God.
4: Yeah. I assume they've got you know they have like tight house laws or like legal. In fact, that's what they prefer. Yeah. So I assume they'll be able to put these beers into their. Uh, Boring beer establishments, and people will actually be, you know, yeah, probably get to try these beers.
0: Yeah. You know, speaking, be a of, gay way. speaking of gateway, speaking of bold and brassy, uh, there's an airline that launched a bottled beer specifically brewed to taste better at 35,000 feet. Huh. <laughs> and I, I, mm. I, I, got this. I wanted to bring it up, to see what you guys thought. Interesting. It's a carbonation um, thing. Yeah, right, that's what, right? what I was yeah. guessing. Yeah. 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 Uh, Hong Kong carrier Cafe Pacific has launched Betsy Beer, which they claim is the world's first handcrafted bottled beer uniquely designed to be consumed mid-flight. The new beer will initially be served to first- and business-class passengers on board flights between Hong Kong and Heathrow, Gatewick, and Manchester from March 1st, excuse me, from 1 March until 30 (laughs) April. (laughs) Ugh, dicks. The beer is named Betsy after Cathay Pacific's first aircraft, uh, taking into account that Flyer's taste buds are dulled by cabin pressure. Betsy beer has been produced in collaboration with brewery Hong Kong Beer Company. By combining science and traditional brewing methods. Huh. It comprises both Hong Kong and UK source ingredients and creates an aroma and necessary carbonation to be consumed both in the air and on the ground. Oh, Wait a, a second. second. Right. You can do it both ways. You can, uh, apparently. You don't have the science and the traditional brewing how often, how often does science that's get that's combined? Hong Kong at 30,000 feet. No. <laughs> the beer is flavored with a U with longan berries <laughs> and honey. And is added in the brewing process. Are you fucking? Are you serious? just getting your added news from the BBC? Brewing process. What is with all the use? Uh, uh, this it's is from the hard. Daily Mail. Uh, Logan berries and honey, and is added in the brewing process. Huh. Really fascinating. Yeah. Fuggle, mm-hmm. a hop and a mainstay of traditional British craft ales, Gross. also features. Cathay's Pacific General Manager of Marketing, Julian Leiden, says, We know that when you fly, your sense of taste changes. Airlines address this for food in certain ways, but nobody has ever tried to improve the taste of beer at altitude. That seemed like a great opportunity for us to help our beer-loving passengers travel well. I don't think Fuggle tastes great at any have carbonation <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, they don't say specifically what, uh, what's going on, but there you have it.
3: Um, did and you really expect them to specify what was going kind on? Kind of, yeah. Kind <laughs> really, of. Uh,
0: yeah, I just, I don't know why. I don't know why. I think can
4: help. They just, yeah. they're appealing to the people that want to know that the ingredients actually go in into the process rather than <laughs> throw <Right. laughs> in the garbage that's like true. a day later or Used after. after yeah, yeah right.
0: that's absolutely true. Um, and then it's been a while since we've covered any sort of lawsuits in the beer news. So oh, here's a great one. A pair of, of course... California
6: consumers
0: are alleging Craft Brew Alliance tricked them, tricked oh, them we go. Yeah. into paying more for Kona beer yep. by marketing it as brewed in Hawaii. Do,
3: Do they say not? that?
0: No, they don't. They say don't nowhere they say on that. the label yeah, nowhere. that it's brewed in Hawaii. But it yeah. says Kona.
3: Right, right. That's not what that means? Apparently
4: not. Why oh. lot uh, th- join this lawsuit. <laughs> right. The 56-page... Like i make an English sale. doesn't mean it's from England. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Right. You mean my Wait, Sierra in Nevada the is the not brewed in the, the mountains?
6: <laughs>
0: <not> the 56-page <laughs> complaint filed Tuesday by the Wand Law Firm. Wand. Apparently because they, maybe they make magic happen.
5: Oh.
3: Maybe they'll uh, win because yeah. they of magic. Work cheap is all I mean. I don't know. Abracadabra, all your money's gone.
0: (laughs) Uh, Details how Craft Brew Alliance allegedly used, quote, false and deceptive advertising to dupe consumers about the origin of Kona Brewing Company. Beer sold in the U.S. Many Kona Brewing products are brewed at CBA Breweries in New Hampshire, Oregon, Washington, as well as City Brewing in Tennessee. Uh, uh, The lawsuit reads, consumers purchase items and are willing to pay more for items because they are from Hawaii. Who
3: pays more for Kona?
0: I don't know that. Uh, I don't. Yeah, no. I mean, he's clearly trying to target, like, craft in general and hoping the judge is a fucking idiot. But, yeah, yeah. I don't know because Kona's relatively cheap because it's yeah. distributed. It has a, a, it's a macro, three because right? It, because it's, it's not God. shipped from Hawaii. <laughs> right, exactly. It used to be. Right. I think. And then wasn't Pyramid brewing for them for a long time yeah, or something? They yeah, they
5: started. Well, and now Pyramid's a part of
0: the Craft Brewers Alliance. That's true. Uh, is doing shit
5: yeah.
0: on that. Craft Brew Alliance spokeswoman, spokeswoman uh, Jenny McLean said the company just learned about the lawsuit yesterday and declined to comment on the pending litigation. The Kona Brewing Company website acknowledges that about 12,000 barrels of beer are produced at the company's brew house in Kahlua, while the beer produced in the continental U.S. is made, quote, under strict guidance and with the recipes and beer specifications as. Uh, are dictated by Kona Brewing Company's brewmaster who oversees. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, the beer brewed at Kona Brewing Company partner breweries utilizes Kona's hops, malts, and proprietary yeast. The water mineral levels each brewery are adjusted to replicate the water used in Hawaii. A sample of each batch of beer is sent to the Kalua Kona Brewing Company. Blah, 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 blah. Um, However, in in 2015, a federal judge approved a nearly $20 million settlement against Anheuser-Busch for allegedly deceiving consumers into believing Bex was brewed in Germany when it really was made in St. Louis. That actually won? That won, but then a federal judge tossed out a similar class action lawsuit against Red Stripe uh, when consumers claimed they were duped into buying the Jamaican-style beer that's actually brewed in the United States. Hmm. It's just so, a good thing. right. Yeah. yeah, right. It sounds it's like nobody knows Jamaican. what the fuck's going on. It's the Wild West. Right. And so, this asshole, whoever the fuck filed this lawsuit, uh, found a, a lawyer willing to take the case yeah. and just trying to get a bunch of money. Yeah. Well, based on the two referenced, it's a 50 50 shot. Yeah. Might as well try. Uh, the court finds. Oh, no, this is uh, about the uh, Jamaican thing or whatever. Mm. Uh, well, lawyers yeah.
5: need jobs also. Do they, though? Do they? No, but I'm sure somebody thinks that. Uh, Let's do the Twitter game, Warren. What uh, what was the Twitter uh, game? The Twitter game was, if the Brewing Network was on Yelp, what would uh, our reviews be? Yes, and? Um, What did we get? Well, I didn't actually add up all of the rankings and figure out the (coughs) average. That would have been something probably worth doing. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, there's a score Uh, on Yelp? Right, yeah, to figure out what our average would be. What are they running? I would guess that we're probably f- like two and a half maybe <laughs> there, or
4: maybe actually okay. probably close to three even. Is that a, uh, uh, 10 or five out of i'm
5: assuming it's out of five is that uh, what you uh, i'm not familiar with i don't know i'm guessing five we'll see yeah um five sounds fine sure yeah that's not what we got though Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. Uh, Let's see John A says My favorite podcast to listen to Tons of information And lots of laughs yeah. one point, one Two one. out of five stars yeah.
6: Yeah. Exactly yeah.
5: Uh, uh, Brian, Brian says Dumb podcast with dull people Spewing regurgitated information On a third grade level Rating 5.0 <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> So they yeah, get yeah. it they bring, They've been on Yale before Both very consistent rates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Here we go Uh Jesse P. says, I was pleasantly surprised as I had very low expectations, but the manager was nowhere to be found. Yeah. Uh, oh, two out of five, he says. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, funny, informative, or Adam says, funny, informative, great example of this pod, great example of the podcast style, but I prefer YouTube videos. (laughs) Two out of five stars. Of course. Um, you have your computer set up for the swipe is upside down for me. Oh. So I'm scrolling up every time and not getting to see the You next. think
0: you, you think you'd learn by now. I know. After how it's, many times
5: of doing it? I don't game as much as you. So yeah, this, that's inverted, fucking this that's this fucking true, thing.
0: dude. Um, by the way, I downloaded GTA 5 again. So if you ever bored, Oh, how is that? It's great still. Oh, that's the old one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but it wouldn't okay. load, but now on the PS4 oh, like it loads, it's fine. Okay. okay. Yeah. So if you want to fucking um, you know, if you want to okay. up your gaming hours. All right. Yeah, like,
5: I have time. Uh, William says, great podcast, full of amazing beer and sexist information. One out of five stars. I'm more of a wine and cheese guy.
4: And that's not hot on the sex. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
5: Yeah, not sexist. Yes. Um... Let's see, uh, Brian says Oh Brian! Yeah, Brian with a Y Fuck <laughs> um, <laughs> that guy Learn how to spell yeah. <laughs> Best to go when Justin is on vacation Or <laughs> out taking his B12 supplement <laughs> Should be fine. 98.23% Of the time <laughs> um, Let's see So that's with like a two star? Okay, well yeah He didn't really rank it, he just made a comment uh Mitchell says, tuned in for smart beer talk, heard about one guy's dead feet and an old man's nap schedule. Maybe my life isn't so bad. Five stars. There you go. Oh. No uh, experience for it. Old man's nap schedule. That's yeah. pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Uh Peter says, I'm not sure what a beardy is, but I know I want it nothing near my beer. Uh three out of five stars. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Uh Jason says, No for loco on tap, false advertising. <laughs> the sad, the sad job I go to the bathroom was okay, but didn't make up
0: for it. The sad job, the sad job I got. Oh, the grieve, like, jo- he, the he grieve job. The grieve yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, I was confused. But by that maybe the, you can't have any many characters, so he can can't May, okay
5: converted so to we sad. We pretend. Yeah, the grief job I got w- in the bathroom was okay, but didn't make up for it.
0: Now nah, he could have dumped the word "the" and put spelled right, grieve. Yeah, he's an idiot. Uh, I'm kidding. Yeah,
5: sorry, you don't win this time. No. Okay, JBC Brewing says, Is only second best podcast in all of Chechnya. Must translate for better review. Three Three of five is best, most generous.
0: In Village, we only have three stars. Yeah, they just got Twitter. We were promised five stars. Yeah. But government only developed three stars. Can't figure out how to make two more stars. Yeah. Need but more still, resources. But still, five. Out out Egyptian star
5: only has three points.
0: <laughs> we have to trade goat for other two points. No one's seen goat before.
5: Our good friend Annie Johnson. I'm it. guessing. Yeah. Unless there's more than one Annie Johnson.
0: Oh, I fucking hope not. Um, I can only take one Annie Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> she's
5: she's she's fucking great, man. I love that. Uh, tons of great info. Knowledgeable talent. Uh, Tasty, more crusty, and JP really serves up the laughs. A must listen. (laughs) Two out of five stars. (laughs) That's Andy Johnson. Must listen. Uh, And that's it. Okay, those are some pretty good Good ones. Yeah. So yeah, that averages what two two stars? Yeah, something well, like that's that. That's what I was thinking. Somewhere between two. Well, pretty three. high. Yeah,
0: that's
5: pretty high though. Two yeah. to three.
0: Yeah, it's not Yelp, it's Yek. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Yek with um, a C-H. Yeah. So I had the YouTube video comment guy. Right, more of a YouTube guy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the sexist comment guy. Okay. Yeah. The old man's nap schedule guy. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. Uh, and Annie's must listen guy. The uh, oh the, right, it's a yep. must listen. Yeah. With Let's two see. out of five stars or whatever she said. Because that's funny.
5: Yeah, I like the YouTube video guy.
0: Uh, read him again for me. Would Which one? You, YouTube you video it? guy. Uh, yeah. Okay,
5: scrolling through this back. I didn't write his name. Scrolling thing. So. Oh, that was from Adam. All right. And he says, funny, informative, great example of the podcast style, but I prefer YouTube videos. Okay. Two out of five. Yep. All right. And then... The sexist comment. Sexist. um, (laughs) That's worth bonus
6: points.
5: (laughs) Oh, here we go. Uh, William says, great podcast, full of amazing beer and sexist information. One out of five stars. I'm more of a wine and cheese guy. Kind of guy.
0: (laughs) Uh, Old man nap schedule. Who the fuck was that?
5: Uh, Old man nap schedule was Mitchell. I curse too much on this show. Mitchell. (laughs) Mitchell. (laughs) Mitchell. Mitchell fucking Clark. Mitchell. Mitchell. Tuned in for smart beer talk. Heard about one guy's dead feet and an old man's nap schedule. <laughs> That's life, man. Maybe my life isn't so bad. Five stars. Uh, I'm kind of partial to that
0: one. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that got the biggest reaction. Is everybody agree? Bev? I can go job, All right, yeah.
5: Yeah. Mitchell. Way to go, Mitchell.
0: Mitchell. Good job, Mitchell. You'll get, uh, I don't know, a six-pack of beer. And, Young. Text Vivo or tweet or email. <laughs> Go
5: visit. Email.
6: email, do not text me.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can reach her at
4: 925.
0: Right? <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> well, yeah, it's yeah, so we tweeted. The Mitchell theme song.
3: ma ma Mitchell.
0: I know this is really boring for everybody, but it's making me
6: laugh.
0: There we go. That's the one. Out. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. I know it's really boring, it's but uh, it fu- made me laugh like fuck. So the Mr. T experience, no Mr. T experience. Uh, Mr. Science <laughs> Theater did a fucking Mitchell, the Mitchell movie. It made me laugh. So uh, you guys got a segment into my brain. Um, oh. Are we ready to go, Warren? Um, yeah, they turn sure. think. <clears throat> All right. Oh, I do
4: want to let uh, people oh. know that uh, I'll be up at the Pacific Northwest Home Brewers Conference. Yeah, yeah we're, right we're
0: going with that. We March can't go 17th now. and 18th,
4: Friday, Saturday. Right.
0: Okay. Bev, are we not doing that anymore? There. We were talking about doing that as a as a company, but we, we're not anymore, right?
3: Sorry, I turned my box down because I didn't want to hear the Mitchell song.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty dumb.
3: Um, what are we not doing?
0: The Pacific Northwest Brewing Conference.
3: We are not
4: going to that. I thought We were. The brain network is an I am. Right.
0: He yeah. is. Yes. Well, of course. Well, yeah. No, I mean, I'm not saying like.
4: <laughs> oh, he'll go to anything. Oh, that no, no. guy.
0: <laughs> the Old man nap schedule.
6: Right. Well, i
0: we not napping.
4: <laughs> well, I'm on my schedule. I'll be napping in in uh, in London, <laughs> uh, April nineteenth to the twenty fifth. Okay. Then I'll be napping in Dublin, the uh, twenty sixth to the. 30th or something. Are you doing rice. any
5: collaboration naps while you're over there?
4: <laughs> there are, I'll, be, I'll be sleeping in some breweries. Okay, during collaborations. Uh, me and Bill are going to nap <laughs> <It's> just, together.
6: <laughs> I've
4: got my like specifications, I need like you know right. rice hulls <laughs> because it brings <laughs> an Well, yeah, they're too, too dense. Too dense, yeah. Right, right.
0: right, right. It's like a sleep number yeah. versus exactly. You don't want to get stuck napping. No. You know what? That was stuck you you're looking Max? over. Oh, no. Bev and I were. Having a, we're having a moment, Um we a
4: moment.
0: Do you have uh, <laughs> notes ready for us to go? Or
5: yeah, well, I thought that's what you meant when you asked me if I was ready or not. Yeah, I just wanted to make yeah, sure. Yeah, I've got the screen zoomed in so I can see it. The, the screen is big. The, the screen. Big,
4: uh, got the braille thing.
5: I wish there. you yeah.
0: had the screen zoomed in because
5: I could. Be great. I could zoom in on the screen. All
0: right, Mike. Thanks for joining us for beer news again. Thanks for having me. This, um, is, this is a lot of fun. It's been weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Slightly. Yeah. yeah. We won't make you do it next week. Yeah, we won't. We won't touch you or anything. Don't worry about it. Uh, all right, Warren, are you ready? Uh, still, <laughs> okay. still ready. Go ahead and get us out of here, Warren.
5: Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Mike was here from Full Circle in Fresno. And he came up here to force New England IPA down our throats, and JP might have even liked it. Merge your love of Disneyland Shit. with your <laughs> with your lack of engaging podcasts and go to earsuppodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Terran talk about all things Disney. Go check out Moscow's Hop cartoons over at Hoplife.com. Get on Twitter for some grid beer insight and homebrew info. Follow Nathan Smith at Nathan Homebrew, Mike McDole at Tasty McD, JP at Major Gip, and Warren is stuck over at another Beardy. And, oh, sorry. And the great Beverly is crushing cyberspace at Bebo 1. Today's show was produced by Bevo, and your host has been Jason Petros. Be sure to follow the Brewing Network and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Very pleasant. You're welcome. Yeah. Have a good week.
6: the great as his charity.